0: It's time to get activated, gamers, because you're listening
1: to the Gigaboots Game of the Year 2022, featuring Dan and Bob Video Games.
2: Bob, I've decided they're all Game of the
3: Year. They are games of that year.
1: Chris Wolfhardt. Not guilty of insider trading.
2: And Dr. Agro.
3: I'm
1: glad I spent this whole year knowing I'd be on this podcast
2: episode features outrageous categories such as...
1: Coolest thing in a game.
4: Dumbest thing in a game. Biggest jobber. And... Scrimblow of the year.
1: So grab your nuggies and Mountain Dew gamers, sit back in your race car chair and get ready, cause the Gigaboots Game of the Year
2: 2022 Stravaganza, starts right now! Yippee! Hello and welcome to Game of the Year 2022 Part 3. Everyone's still here. We're still going. I'm your host, Dan Video Games, and with me is Bob. Hey, guys. We've also got Chris. Hey. We've also got Dr.
1: Agro. Uh, I regret to inform you that hay is for horses. Oh, my God. Every time with this shit. Anyways, we've got a lot of categories, let's
2: get to it. First category, Best Trailer. The nominees are Armored Core 6, DS 2. Nintendo's finally making a sequel. Finally. (gasps) Final Fantasy 16 Revenge Trailer. Parentheses. Game Awards. Goat Simulator 3. God of War Ragnarok. Star Wars Jedi Survivor Game Awards Trailer. Street Fighter 6. Announced Trailer. Which ironically is not the announcement.
4: No. Trailer for
2: (laughs) Street Fighter 6. It's the second trailer.
4: Because that was a teaser trailer.
2: (laughs) And that Transformers game. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, I'm going to say we have... I'm going to be extra cruel up front. Uh, three votes. God, that's so few, right? We're going to start with Bob. Sure.
4: I'm going to put one on Final Fantasy 16 Revenge trailer.
2: This is a good one.
4: That was the first time I've been interested in that game. It took this long of it being announced. It was like, finally, thank you. <laughs> You're like, a uh,
3: computer, show me Final Fantasy XVI with revenge. <laughs> now this (laughs) up until this point the trailers had mostly been Clint fighting that night in the fiery town and that was most of it yes
2: I started to sort of get turned on to 16 when they were like hey here are the different ends of the world right Mm -hmm. I was like oh that's cool that's cool but this was the trailer where I'm like oh I I need I need to play this
4: right it was like hey here's some party members there's exciting stuff happens it probably won't all just be dreadful and Bob's like wait
2: a minute this game has parties that's like a twofer sign me up
4: <laughs> uh, I'm also gonna vote for armor core 6 because I feel like I have to it was hype it was pretty hype and now I'm really torn between street fighter 6 and DS2 Uh
2: well which number is bigger <laughs> street fighter 6 is bigger <laughs> <laughs> this is a good system actually <laughs> yeah I'm gonna do street fighter
4: 6 that, that first oh, okay. trailer was really hype the first real trailer,
2: not not Caesar. Not the, <laughs>
1: yeah, the, the first trailer. Not the first trailer.
2: <laughs> not the one that was stolen from Tekken 6.
1: And <laughs> had a terrible logo. <laughs> I
2: still can't believe they sold that. I, I'm glad Harada identified that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, somebody who has E3 2005 from Sony burned into their fucking soul. I, I just, you can't watch that first trailer and not think of that. Okay. Well, we're going to move on to Chris. Chris, what are you thinking?
3: Three votes. Final Fantasy 16. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter 6. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to Goat Simulator for tricking me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was so
3: superb. It
2: was really good at that.
3: Which would not have been nearly as funny if Dead Rising 2 had also not then reemerged a month later. <laughs> or Dead <laughs> Island 2, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dead Island 2. God.
2: That was...
1: <laughs> what a year. Okay. Yeah. No one was ready for it. Aggro. What are you thinking? I have a clarifying question first. Sure. That Transformers game, that that is the trailer where they played the slowed down emotional version of Bon Jovi's... Yes. Mm -hmm. ...cowboy, right? Yeah, fuck that trailer. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm gonna go with God of War Ragnarok Mm -hmm. because, like, I liked the first game, but I wasn't... Really sure if I was gonna be interested in the sequel until they dropped that trailer.
3: That trailer was really fucking good.
2: The moment where they show the wolves chasing the sun through the sky to turn it to night was uh-huh.
3: amazing. <laughs> also Kratos going, Death can have me when it earns <laughs> me.
1: God. Great delivery can turn anything into epic lines. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Armored Core Six because there, there's nothing like a big banner from Soft Trailer because you know it's coming, but it's still an amazing moment, and also the trailer is great. Mm-hmm. And the last vote has to be Goat Simulator 3. <laughs> I have rarely in my life been that fucking taken by a bit. <laughs> I kneel. Mm-hmm.
2: <sighs> Okay, I would be lying to not vote for Armored Core 6. That was amazing. As a longtime Armored Core fan, it felt great. No matter how much we saw that coming, I think, I think in the Big Think News recap of 2022, I was even like, in January, we saw the leaks. <laughs> and then January, February, we saw those leaks. Even still, it was amazing to see the trailer. It is amazing to just get hyped on this moment. What a good trailer. Personally, I didn't feel anything for DS2. I thought that trailer didn't do much for me. Like, as Kojima trailers go, that was possibly the most sterile one he's ever made. There was not enough cracked out energy or weird, what does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were a few little things. Yeah, it's it's just like, well, the guitar bit at the end with Gamerman mm-hmm. is very interesting. Right. And that
1: bridge is a uh, Metal Gear. <laughs> I mean it, it did reveal that the next game Is clearly not going to be called Death Stranding 2
4: <laughs> Yeah they made
2: that very evident no,
4: That, you're that being shit tricked. stands for
1: something wild
2: No you're being tricked right now stop it Kojima's trying to have fun You're ruining it
1: <laughs> Stalkers 2024 that's what it stands for <laughs> Oh my god That's incredible I didn't
2: know you could Abbreviate numbers down to one Number yeah that's how abbreviation Works okay cool or initialism, rather. Not nah, DS2 is a word. Yep. Um, man. Okay. Oh, mm. Code Simulator Three.
1: <laughs> Correct.
2: God, they got me. <laughs> it was not only the the right trailer; it was at the right time. It was. <sighs> yeah, no. If this had come out
4: after uh-huh. Dead Island Two got reannounced it wouldn't have an impact
1: right you would just have to cancel the trailer
2: oh it's a great parody yeah. trailer guys very funny
1: it was and like who who's supposed to remember the dead island 2 trailer like, <laughs> yeah, it's only for weirdos like us who watch every conference ever made right, right.
3: <laughs> which is the exact sort of people you want to fool <laughs> we say that but i'm terrified that dead island 2 is going to come out and just sell like 15 million
1: copies. Oh, yeah. Late. Oh, of yeah. Of course.
4: Yeah, there's still a tangent of people who just want a zombie
1: video game that's goofy. Oh, yeah. That that game is going to get streamed for the meme into the sunset.
3: Yeah, Dan and Paul will be there day one. I definitely wouldn't do that.
2: <laughs> uh, for my third and final vote, this is actually really hard. But I guess out of everything else, because we're just rating the trailers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go ahead and give it to God of War Ragnarok. Once again, shooting the arrow and having the wolves chase the sun through the sky in order to turn it into nightfall and seeing the tear in the heavens. (laughs) Is that was an amazing moment. And it's always really hard nowadays to get those moments in trailers. Mm. Because they don't have a lot of those in games. But (laughs) also they rarely show them in trailers. Well, I've got the list, I've got these numbers. Now I just need to stick them in the Calculatron and see what's coming out on top. One moment. Okay, so, sorted by the number of votes. We have a tie at number one f- between Arbor Core 6 and Ghost Simulator with three votes each. Then we have a three-way tie with two votes each between Final Fantasy 16 Revenge Trailer, God of War Ragnarok, and the Street Fighter VI Announcement Trailer. Does this number one split feel correct to everyone? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so we can all focus our energies on seeing who's number three to who's the runner up. So, with that said, in order to facilitate us sorting these as quickly as possible between these three, in order to hopefully get a numerical order here, I'm going to say we get two votes each between Final Fantasy 16, God of War, Ragnarok, and Street Fighter Six. We're gonna see if this shakes up in order. We'll start with Bob. Final Fantasy sixteen.
4: Uh huh. In Street Fighter six.
1: Chris.
3: Final Fantasy sixteen and Street Fighter six.
1: Aggro. God of War Ragnarok and Final Fantasy sixteen. Yeah, I'm also gonna have
2: to say God of War Ragnarok and Final Fantasy sixteen. So from the what the this, good this round, looks everybody. like, yeah, <laughs> numerically <laughs> speaking. We all agreed that Final Fantasy 16 was a really hype trailer. Numerically speaking, we have elevated that to third place. Does that seem correct to everyone? Or do you guys want to argue one of the other two up
1: to that third place slot? I mean, I'd personally give it to God of War, but that's just because I'm not interested much in 16. So. Hmm. That's uh, I, I recognize that as implicit personal bias. Oh, you can't do that during Game of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> no, everything I say is objective fact. I, have I not made that clear? <laughs> but in this realm of you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like Final
2: Fantasy 16 feels like, weirdly enough, the middle of the road candidate. <laughs> where it's just like, this trailer was really great. <laughs>
4: it's that situation for me where it's like, I didn't need to be sold on God of War Ragnarok as much. Oh, okay. So it didn't impact me as much because it was like, yeah, that good game still looks really good. Whereas this fall fantasy trailer
2: made me think, well, maybe this game's actually going to be good. <laughs> That's interesting. Cause for me, not a lot of what I have coming into this actually factors, right? Yeah. Because for God of War Ragnarok, they just did a thing like with that moment mm-hmm. that I feel like, was outside of what I would expect from a sequel to 2018, right? Yeah. Or really most video games. Like open world video games, generally speaking, don't have really cool moments like that. Which you then play the game and it's like, oh yeah, it's this time time of day shifting mechanic. Right. You don't really get that in games that are open world styled. Like action RPGs. You get that from 7th gen <laughs> games to solve a puzzle. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Um, to me, it seems like. 16's a good middle of the road candidate and we're gonna have our bitter feud over god of war ragnarok versus street fighter 6
3: that's what it seems like to me chris do you have opinions on this no i think those two have to fight to the death for runner-up
2: so it sounds like our middle of the road candidate for third place (laughs) is at least settled at final fantasy 16 revenge trailer I don't see that going above Goat Simulator 3 or Armor Core 6. So it, it's basically locked in.
4: Right. Yeah, the, we still have to have Goat Simulator and Armor Core fighting it out, I guess. Yes, we're going
2: to have <laughs> to figure that fucking thing out after this nightmare battle between God of War, Ragnarok, and Street Fighter 6 announced trailer. Obviously, we've voted. We cannot rely on voting
0: mm-hmm.
1: because we are evenly split. <sighs> I am willing to switch to Street Fighter here in mm-hmm. in this instance between these two because when you think about the job of a trailer the God of War Ragnarok one was oh this this game might be better than i expected the the Street Fighter 6 trailer was oh holy shit fighting games are better now yeah after the really bad
3: teaser that really did completely 180 like everybody on that game cuz the teaser was just they shouldn't have done it it shouldn't have existed right mm-hmm.
2: It's true, and they did show a number of things in just the announcement trailer, which is not the first trailer where they announced the game, <laughs> that you wouldn't expect in a fighting game because just no one was doing it for whatever reason. It really was that moment. It may not have like the completely technical showcase like, oh my god, a game can do this moment that God of War Ragnarok did, but it was an amazing moment for Street Fighter being good again. Sorry to Street Fighter 5 fans. <laughs> that burden must be so heavy. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm going to say it gets my support too. I say we move it up to runner up. All right, great. Well, that was easy. <laughs> Certainly this next part will be too. Armored Core 6 versus Goat Simulator. We all get one vote. Armored Core 6. Bob. Armored
1: Core 6. Chris.
3: Armored Core 6.
1: <laughs> Acro. I, I would like to cast my vote in the form of a long-format essay. Ooh, you can. <laughs> you can do that during Game of the Year. I'd like to talk about what a trailer is, <laughs> what it does, and what it's for.
2: I fell asleep on my phone, and this video essay <laughs> started coming out of my headphones.
1: Dan, scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for Armored Core 6? 10? You... <laughs> if you... Armored Core 6 had had a mediocre trailer, how excited would you be for Armored Core 6? Ooh, mediocre such such an incredibly broad definition because let, let, let me just let me skip over that for a second. L-
2: l- wait, real quick question. Uh-huh. Is by definition of mediocre trailer, we're talking the game is the exact same as it is now. Someone just did a poor job of making a trailer. Yes. I would say I would be at like a seven, frankly, because that would make me worried about the game even still. To just see a very poorly made trailer for it.
1: If Goat Simulator 3's trailer was not as fucking banging as it was, <laughs> would you remember that Goat Simulator 3 is a thing right now? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> that trailer was lifting that fucking game like Atlas. <laughs> That was, from a PR standpoint, from a let's make a trailer and put it out, (laughs) that that, that was a fucking 1992 Dream Team shot. That was amazing. Armored Core 6's trailer was good, but, you know, it was a good trailer for a hotly anticipated FromSoft title. Goat Simulator 3's (laughs) trailer was Herculean in its ability to make anyone give a shit about goat simulator three god damn it he won me over
2: (laughs) okay i'm voting for goat simulator three you're totally fucking right that was an absolute most master stroke both in execution and the moment in time it happened i genuinely would have forgotten that its name was even goat simulator three if not for that
1: trailer because it's the second goat simulator for anyone who missed that who else wants to be on the right side of history
4: Honestly, I was fine with either of these being the winner because it was like, well, Goat Simulator is really funny and that's
3: more important than most things. I forgot there was no Goat Simulator 2. I'm switching to Goat Simulator 3. <laughs> <laughs> what an upset. I
2: can't believe Agro just got that moment in a character study film from the
3: 90s where he stands up <laughs> and makes an impassioned speech and turns the tides. Yeah, normally that's to stop racism. Nah, man. I'm like Ben Affleck from My Girl.
4: <laughs> <laughs> is
3: that Kevin Smith? What is that?
1: No, that is not. The, you're thinking Jersey Girl. Yes. Oh, that's it. I couldn't Google the name of the movie fast enough. I was like, oh my, what God? Is my Girl? <laughs> that's also a movie, right? <laughs> I... Th- Acro, you, did you did you just Kazam a movie into my brain like it's some fake fucking movie? Oh, God, movie? no, that's that movie. You know what? We're going to just go right past that. Never mind. Okay,
2: anyways, so... <laughs> The winner of Best Trailer is Goat Simulator 3, with (laughs) second place going to Armored Core 6, third place going to Final Fantasy Sixteen Revenge Trailer, and runner-up Street Fighter 6. It's an exciting category down. (laughs) Let's move on. I need something lighter than that. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to go from one passionate category to another. We need something even slightly less. You know what? I'm feeling confident about this let's go next to Best Companion. The nominees are Boy from God of War Ragnarok Nimona from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Arvin from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Cheshire from Bayonetta 3 Fig or Fig from Soul Hackers 2 Tama from AI The Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative and Istina from harvestella
1: i'm looking up Estina. i'm bad with names uh hang on i i've got an image here. i can drop in the discord oh god of course it's her yeah it is <laughs> oh god oh man this
2: is a much more passionate category than i was prepared for <laughs> okay with no bias at all i'm gonna say we have three votes and aggro gets to go first aggro who are your nominees My first vote's gonna go for Estina
1: from Harvestella. Oh, Estina from Harvestella. Would you like to tell them about Estina from Harvestella? Estina from Harvestella is the lady who runs the orphanage in that town designed by psychopaths. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a point in the game where you run into a monster that regenerates, so you can't beat it. So somebody has the bright idea, hey, there are rumors about the shadow assassin. (laughs) Somewhere in town, and we need to go track down the Shadow Assassin to help us defeat this monster. So you go to the orphanage, and she walks out in that outfit. (laughs) Gee, I wonder who it is. (laughs) Who could possibly be the Shadow (laughs) Assassin? And they're like, you're the shadow assassin. She's like, what? No, I'm not. I haven't done horrible things my whole life, and I'm now running an orphanage to repent for them. How How dare you even suggest that? And thus far, you spend the rest of the game, like she'll write you a letter like, hey, can you come to the orphanage and talk? I'm kind of down. And you go there and she's like, my life's pretty good right now. And I feel bad about it because I did so many horrible things when I was the shadow assassin. <laughs> Do you think I should be allowed to be happy? And it's like the fourth side quest. You've done this. And you're like, bitch, yes. (laughs) And it's great every time Because she's still Dressed like that (laughs) (laughs) Look when you slay you
3: can't Stop dressing that way just because you stopped Literally slaying you still Have to
1: metaphorically slay She's like I never knew I could use My abilities to to improve Someone's life or make anyone happy I'm like bitch we all live in town Surrounded by killer monsters what are you Talking about (laughs) (laughs) Yeah
3: I really enjoy aggro describing the moral quandaries of Harvestella as like the guy who's too sick of shit to be bothered by like existentialism. (laughs) It's like, am I really, this horrible thing damaged my identity? Am I I still mean? It's like, does it matter? We have shit to do.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you just take the fourth fucking trip over there and you're like, please seek therapy.
1: (laughs) I have a farm to run? I don't need to deal with this. I'm literally like, that is all very well, Dr. Pangloss, but we have a garden to tend.
2: So that was your first vote.
1: (laughs) Uh, Second vote is going to go to Nimona from Scarlet and Violet. Shock. That is, I mean, we've we've had a lot of questionable rivals recently. Mm -hmm. She showed up and like... Two minutes later, I'm like, this is the smartest written fucking video game I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. They finally made like the nice rival
3: a character at all, which Hop and Howe were not.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They sucked. She, she was awesome. Yeah. I feel like having both her and Arvin on this list, but not it, like it's Penny erasure, <laughs> but I consider her top tier and the both of them b- beneath her. So
3: Penny's hardly there. I would have put her on the list.
1: Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm.
4: yeah. She doesn't feel like a true companion until the end of the game.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, if you want, you can hold on to your third vote for now. Maybe other people will. Uh...
1: No, I was I was going to say. Well, while mechanically, uh, I always preferred to have Freya around. Uh, I'm, my third vote's going to go for Boy.
2: I'm, I'm sorry, you have to do your best Kratos voice in order to nominate Boy. And actually that's, that's all i got that's kind of <laughs> like there was something deeply southern and unsettling about it. Then. yeah
1: no that's why i don't i don't do that because i can't not draw a little bit when i go that long oh no <laughs> like take it off there luke i'm gonna vote
2: next I'm gonna vote for Stina for Armistella. <laughs> Not only because of all the mentions, uh, Agro, uh, all the reasons Agra mentioned. uh it's, it's it's really it's really fantastic. Uh, if you don't want to be found out as a shadow assassin, why are you letting children in your orphanage read about this badass shadow
4: assassin? <laughs> <laughs> what?
2: They're like, yeah, I, well, I was in the orphanage. I read all these cool stories about the shadow assassin. I'm like, you are really bad at hiding.
4: I, I put my fan fix in, in there. I just let them read those.
2: <laughs> but there's also like not only great as a party member, but there is the fantastic element of, as Agro was mentioning, these futuristic monsters regenerate health too fast for you to successfully kill them. So you need the single strike death technique. From the Shadow Assassin. the scene is really good. I'm going to go with Cheshire from Bayonetta 3. In a game whose story is just riddled full of disappointments and mistakes, mm-hmm. Cheshire is like one of the highlights. That thing is designed very well, and its energy in every cutscene it's in is really great. One of the absolute shining stars of it. Third vote's going to go for Nimona. She, she I, I think it's absurd that I should have to explain this, but all the aforementioned reasons are absolutely correct. But also, okay, so there feels like this is the energy of a Rotom turned human. There's a beaming <laughs> energy coming out of her eyes at all times. She's like, I'll throw my entire party away and start over again just to give you a chance. I need to fight you.
1: (laughs) Please play Magic
2: the Gathering with me. (laughs) She's like, I'll stop using slivers. And I'm like, oh, she's so powerful.
3: (laughs) And that's going to be my third vote. We're going to go next to Chris. Uh, Nimona. I'm going to give one to Tama. I like Tama a lot. She's one of the AI ball characters.
1: Mm, mm -hmm.
3: And I really like the dynamic she has with her partner, Ryuki, because the whole thing is essentially... The this special brand of police officer, all of them are deeply mentally ill. (laughs) Oh, it's like psychopaths and like not 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 sci-fi mentally ill, like actual mentally ill, (laughs) easily (laughs) (laughs) diagnosably. So they not only deal out medications like through the eyeball, they also have to manage these cops. So like their personality seems seems like we don't have a really explicit explanation there's not like a huge deep dive but they're really explicitly keyed both visually and personality-wise to manage these freaks. <laughs> and what who man the person who manages this uh 28-year-old who has no parents and is a huge My Hero Academia fan <laughs> which is not a joke like he 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 does yeah. the all might I am here thing to NPCs constantly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. Is this really aggressive BDSM chick. What? (laughs) And she's constantly yelling at him and scolding him. Except she also has really funny character traits like, you meet the worst comedian in the world in this game, and she thinks he is fucking hysterical. Mm. He reduces her to like non-functioning levels of laughter constantly. And at one point she says uh, she wants to chew through a girl's leg and get at the marrow in her bones because she's cute (laughs) (laughs) we've all been there (laughs) so i'm gonna give one to her Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna give one to arvin i like arvin a lot arvin is a great companion i like his love of his dog and that he he it takes him like the entire game to learn how to pokemon battle essentially (laughs) i also enjoy his devotion to making these herbs into sandwiches yeah, seems like a bizarre choice, but he's very put upon and I love characters who are constantly put upon from everyone around them. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, uh, let's move on to Bob. I'm going to have to give a vote to the boy. Bob, after how that went with Agro, I will not be asking you. That's good. <laughs> Thank
4: you. <laughs> <laughs> Having Freya really made me appreciate the boy. Like all of her call outs are perfect.
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: And then they just aren't as Freya, yeah, They're just a certain energy Kratos and the boy have that does mm-hmm. not emulate
2: with her at all, yeah, it's a very different energy, you know, mm-hmm. you get the you get the combo of like uh, Kratos and boy, and their dialogue is very energetic and interesting and contrasted. meanwhile, um, Freya, you know, when she's hanging out with Kratos, there's a little
1: it's a little bit like uh. A support group for divorced people? I don't. I was going to say, <laughs> if you've never sat in a room while your divorced parents make small talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've never had to deal with that.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> right. So, all that made me really
1: appreciate Atreus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm, he is definitely like the most improved award from the last game.
4: <laughs> then, Azaro has to go to Nemona. Correct. What an amazing rival. Honestly, she might be the best in the franchise. There's just a certain energy she brings that no one else ever has. (laughs) Because she still wants to beat you up. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that does not go away. She desperately wants to fight
2: you. (laughs) Yeah. And in her excitement, she forgets to put on her limiters. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like if Broly had the energy of Goku. (sighs) Like, oh, I forgot to put on the thing to keep me from, you know, cracking you and the planet in half. Whoops.
4: I, I love that you even beat the champion of the game and she's like, you know, Namoa held back against me. <laughs> and I could tell luck, I was kid. kind of upset. <laughs> 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 oh, my last vote. Yeah, I'm going to do Shire. He is delightful. I love the scene where he drags you to the desert and tries to give you water. Mm-hmm. I love the scenes where he's just in the background riding his little tricycle.
2: Like a weirdo. Yeah. There's just a really strong energy from him. Yeah, I genuinely feel like he's like one of the one of the only highlights of the game. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, from, the, a cut scene angle, from a cutscene angle, from a story perspective.
4: Right. One of the only things you can feel like this
2: is purely good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Well, our votes are done. Let me go ahead and tally this. See what it looks like. Okay. So, number one is My Nemona. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. Number two. Are proud of yourself? (laughs) Yes. No, it's a a, a brain spider I'm dealing with. Uh, There's no pride here. The next three are tied with two votes between Boy from God of War Ragnarok Cheshire and Istina. Then there are two people with one vote each, Arvin and Tama. Sorry, Chris.
3: That's fine. That's how it goes sometimes.
2: I I couldn't jump in at that point on the Uchi Koshi train. It's not allowed. (laughs) Are people okay sorting from the three that are tied?
3: Yeah, I'm fine with that.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm. Okay, then. So the voting is between Boy, Cheshire, and Estina. We had two votes each. We'll go ahead and start with Bob.
1: Uh,
4: yeah, Boy and Cheshire. Chris. Boy and Cheshire.
2: Aggro.
1: Estina and the Boy.
2: Uh, Cheshire and Estina for myself. Okay, so that's uh, tied between Cheshire and
1: Boy. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Estina did sound really good. Estina is really good. Like, I don't know anything about Cheshire, but I do want to say something about the comparison between Estina and Atreus.
2: Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: Because of the way both of these games' cameras work, where you've got companions following you around that will just disappear and reappear wherever you are. In God of War, sometimes you turn the camera and Atreus is standing there with his bow, just kind of waiting for you to do something. And, you know, Atreus is back there. You don't really see your companions a lot in Harvestella, depending on like I I play the black maids. They're either in the middle of particle effects or behind me. I don't notice them much. So every now and then I'll turn the camera and it's like me and like the Sundre from the future who's just kind of got like some clothes on. And then you keep turning the camera and there she is, the shadow assassin, (laughs) flouncing around in 800 yards of voluminous black fabric. Like, lady, we're in a jungle. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, Atreus has all that great character writing and development and emotional impact and all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> all that shit going
2: on. <laughs> yeah, the worst part, I can't change my vote. I, I already feel pretty strongly about Estina Cheshire. Of course, I'm, getting the, I'm giving the higher vote to uh, Cheshire personally. It's a shame we didn't win them over, though. Yep. Estina is so good. <laughs> She I I'm really good. I don't know if you know this, but she's actually a shadow assassin.
4: <laughs> I did not pick up on that.
2: Let me look at this closer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. It might be her. She's just dressed like that with weapons on her. <laughs> you know, for running an orphanage. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, we have a tie between uh, Boy and Cheshire. Um, I guess we'll do one vote each. <laughs> I don't hope this goes anywhere. I'm gonna vote for Cheshire, Bob. I'm gonna vote for the boy. Chris boy <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck did he do the best one? Yeah, anyway
3: aggro.
1: Uh, yeah, Atreus Damn <laughs>
2: Well, I think this is how this was going to shake up I don't think there's any way I could change the face here Man, the fates in this game were pretty good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, um...
4: Why didn't Kratos just murder them for no reason?
2: (laughs) (laughs) He just wasn't feeling it.
1: Yeah? He he didn't want to be predictable.
2: (laughs) Yeah. God, can you imagine the dialogue went full Matrix reloaded? (laughs) But you would know I'd come here to kill you. (laughs) You've already made the choice, Kratos. You're just here to find out why. So... We have Cheshire and Estina. Cheshire in third place. Estina, runner up. I think based on the fact Chris and Bob have not played Harvestella, we're just going to stalemate on this probably, but let's try it anyway just in case. Uh, One vote each. Estina. Bob. Cheshire. Chris.
3: You've won me over. I'm going to (laughs) say Estina.
2: That's fair. I almost did. (laughs) She sounds strong. She's pretty good. In a game with a lot of companions who have very cool designs and interesting backstories, Estina's definitely is the most likable, in my experience,
1: where it's just adorable. It's always nice to have a character hanging around where you're like, you are laser-focused designed to be somebody's waifu.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am thinking we should lock in at this. It sounds good. Okay. Worth Worth noting, I am a defender of Cheshire to the end. So I'm glad they made runner-up. Sorry, Arvin, your your love for herb spreads on sandwiches just didn't quite push you up. Oh my god, Arvin! Yeah, that's what I said. Right? He's so
1: good. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I thought you were correcting me. Like he oh, said no, it wrong. No, I was I was just having an emotional moment.
4: <laughs> yeah, he is really good. Like I love the
1: amount of development he has because he started him off as like the jerk, and then they they really flesh him out yeah, when, when he battles you right before the the end game where he's like here's my team of all the Pokemon I met while we were adventuring I'm like shit man did you have a better arc than me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was amazing how a lot of
2: Pokemon games struggled to write one companion and this one wrote three weird anyways the breakdown for best companion is number one M- Namona. Sharona from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Boy from God of War Ragnarok, Estina from Harvestella, and Cheshire from Bayonetta 3 as runner up. I cannot believe Estina got in there. I'm so happy. Good job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I honestly, they're in Harvestella, there's a little bit of like decision fatigue, which just like there are a lot of there are a lot of party members, and I enjoy them for very different reasons. You know, there's the mute mermaid. She's great. But you're totally right. Cena is the the obvious choice. <laughs> the next category, biggest jobber. <laughs> the nominees are any member of Mobius you meet in a side quest from Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Bayonetta from Bayonetta 3. <laughs> Boulder. From Star Ocean the Divine Force. I hope I said that right. Close enough. Epic. From reality. <laughs> Feels a bit like that Scott Pilgrim. Mine. What's that from? My mind. <laughs> Every Titan after you get the Stomp from Sonic Frontiers. Gaston Gossier from Star Ocean the Divine Force. Milady from Soul Hackers 2. Mwamba from Zenoblade Chronicles 3. Oh my God, I didn't read this whole list. Talia Al Ghul from Gotham Knights and the revived G4 from yet again, Reality. Oh my God, this is a heated competition. Uh, say we get four votes, which is cruel as hell. I'll go ahead and start. Obviously, this is going to have spoilers for... Star Ocean, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Gotham Knights, reality. So prepare yourselves for that, audience. Hey, Dr. Agro. Hey. Let me tell you about Bayonetta and Bayonetta 3. Oh, yep. Every multiverse of Bayonetta is a cardboard standee that just gets kicked over by a child at a grocery store. Yep. Every single one. It is terrible. It sucks. How dare they make this many Bayonettas and make all of them job? It is the worst. She is easily who I'm voting for number one. I am fighting her up this chart. She earned it. She so earned it. It's like the reverse of everything everywhere all at once, where it's like, no, every you but you is a total fucking loser. (laughs) Uh, obviously it would be ludicrous to vote for anything else. Second, uh, any member of Mobius you meet in a side quest, it's literally a whole alphabet soup of villains and all of them just show up in a side quest. Like, Hey, I wasn't important enough to touch the main story, but I'm going to stop you here. (laughs) <laughs> and no they aren't
3: Yeah it, it, it's a guy A guy in like scarlet armor Shows up with a helmet that looks like a Clothes iron
4: <laughs> <laughs> It's the best
3: <laughs> And then turns into something The Power Rangers would defeat effortlessly And then dies
2: Yeah Um, I would Vote for Mwamba However Mwamba sends up Last day on the force flags From frame one <laughs> I don't know that that instantly qualifies him for biggest jobber. <laughs> Mobius has so much on their side and they fold. Same for the Bayonettas. Mm-hmm. That's why I yeah. feel like the jobbing energy comes from that. So I'm going to say the revived G4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Because they had financial backing. They could have had a chance. G4 is a brand that people still cared about at all when they relaunched. If they had handled it smartly, if they had good strategy, good talent had really committed in a few different ways, I feel like it actually could have worked out, but no. The weak knees just folded immediately. It's absolutely one of the biggest jobbers of this last year. And I am going to hold on to my fourth vote for now because I don't immediately want to vote for Epic, but I feel like they (laughs) deserve it. I guess next we're going to go to Chris. Chris?
3: Any member of Mobius you meet in a side quest? (laughs) Bayonetta. Oh, God. Is, is Talia the final boss of Gotham Knights? Yes! Knight? yes! <laughs> then Talia. Talia. <laughs> Strong attack. Strong
2: attack. Yeah. It's pretty bad. They probably should have programmed her to deal with a fierce punch to the face.
3: <laughs> I didn't get to Boldor and Star Ocean, but his design looks real cool, so the fact that he's on this list at all means he must be embarrassed. Im- embarrassing so i'm gonna (laughs) vote for (laughs) both
2: yeah i'm really curious about this bolder
4: energy um yeah he's the final boss and should not be oh my god oh mm, mm, oh my god that's no good yeah you own him like three times and then it's like expected
3: for when he comes back the force for you to take him seriously oh no (laughs) Oh, is there like any reason you should take him more seriously the final time? A little bit, but it's really not sold. It's like okay, now
4: he's integrated with this network, and that's a, a really powerful. But he already lost three times. Yeah, you've already beaten him <laughs> while he was integrated <laughs> with the network to a slightly <laughs> lesser extent. <laughs> so it's like allegedly, Kyo no, Katan is going to be better than
2: eight. He's integrated with the network. Yeah, he's a Redditor. Yes. That's not going to help him here. I don't know what you're thinking. Man, this dude's design.
1: I, right? I Like, he's literally wearing curtains. Bob, this yes. is...
2: Bob, you better not be gaslighting us. I'm also about to vote for this man based <laughs> on this design, the fact he said he was the final boss, and the fact he jobbed immediately. That's...
1: <laughs> mm. Mom said it was my turn to be Dracula. <laughs> right? <laughs> With Chris's four votes out of the way, I guess we're gonna go to Doctor Agro. Uh, my first and strongest vote is definitely going for Epic <laughs> because they they were so they were so strong in the last arc. You know, they went up against Apple. They were a big player. They were a main character. New arc starts. The FTC sues Microsoft, and we're like, oh, should we be worried about this? You turn around and they make Epic pay a half a billion dollars for fucking around. <laughs> Epic just. Nope, on the floor, just to prove how big the dick of the FTC is. That is what enhancement talent is all about. Are you thinking about the Epic lawsuit over Fortnite? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, like, this... I have had several conversations about this and not gotten the company wrong. I wrote it down in this... <laughs> in the doc, <laughs> and every time I look at it, it doesn't even phase me. <laughs> uh,
2: wow. I wish there was a way to edit around this. We said yeah. it enough times where I'm like, hmm.
4: Oh, yeah. I was wondering what EA had done last
3: year. Yeah. I assume just I was not like, shit, My
1: shit. brain is so broken.
3: <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. We can, we can save this. They announced that Skate was a service game this year. <laughs> I don't know I if that's enough. I don't, I don't know.
2: I say we change it to fucking Epic, and hey, Bob. Yeah. Just the- every time we say EA, dub us over. We're now going to record each of us saying Epic, okay? <sighs> this is going to be rough. This is going to be hilarious. Okay, great. We're covered. <laughs> Via the power of editing no one will ever know. <laughs> hey, Agro,
1: do you want to do that impassioned speech again, but say the correct company this time? No, I, I feel pretty good about how that went, other than the okay un- unpleasantness. Uh, second vote is going to go for Bayonetta. I have been, I, I don't even play Bayonetta. I've been angry about that since hearing about it in Biggest Disappointment. God,
2: could you imagine Dante goes to a multiverse, meets a bunch of other Dantes, oh. and they just, they die to, like, bats?
3: Yeah, no, it's... You know what? No. Right? I can't
4: imagine that. <laughs> like, even DMC Dante wouldn't do that. God, that's sad.
2: That's sad that that's true, actually. <laughs> Mostly because I think uh, the DMC Dante, uh, Dante, rather, mm-hmm. is absolutely in everything, everywhere, all at once
1: situation where he's the lamest one.
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Uh, third vote has to go to Talia Al Ghul because, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ, heavy attack, heavy attack. And though I have no experience with it, any member of Mobius should meet in a side quest. A bevy of pseudo villains in side quest only sounds like a fucking buffet of jobbers. <laughs> that That is exquisite. That's the kind of content you like in a long form game.
2: Also, I don't think we've expressed it to row. Maybe you picked up on it. They're all named after letters. Mm-hmm. It's a literal alphabet soup of choppers. <laughs> what letters are left? F and
1: H, it's your turn. Go up there and fall over. Slip on a banana peel and just fall on your ass now. I, I don't want to be L. I, I want to be X. No, some other guy on some other job is X. You're L. <laughs> it was the saddest thing when L
2: showed up. I was like, this is the peak. This is the most <laughs> chopping this will be ever. I love I love the, what they did with L. <laughs> yes. Uh, hey, Bob, it's your turn.
4: So I'm going to vote for uh, every member of Mobius that shows up <laughs> in a side quest. No way. I need to talk about L. L, sh- <laughs> L shows up with X. He doesn't even say a line of dialogue before he is defeated oh
3: my
1: god
4: and then x is it's like well he's dead and leaves
1: <laughs> yeah. death note fans having flashbacks right now i know
4: <laughs> poor souls god there's so many great ones there's also one you meet oh my god where you do like the most slip slot plan ever and the whole party's like i'm not sure if this will work it'll only work if he's an idiot and then it works, and he explodes immediately.
2: <laughs> Man, the only way that could get worse if is if it worked, and he just yells, "Oh my god, you're geniuses!" As he dies.
4: <laughs> yeah, and he didn't quite get to that extent. He was like, "Oh my god, how could you trick me like this?" Yeah, not not, not immediately praising them, which would have been amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: Mobius F is also real fucking embarrassing. I don't know if anybody encountered Mobius F, but me because it involves a side quest that is almost impossible to get if you don't read a guide. Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> I try to search up Mobius F, and it goes. Did you mean D?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Remember that cutscene where where the thing attacks you with two axes and then vanishes, and you never it never appears again. Not really. <laughs> well, that happens. And if you do a bunch of unrelated side quests, you find out that that's a girl piloting a mech assassin like piloting a mech suit. Oh yeah. who is part of colony zero. Mm. And they are run by Mobius F and that you don't even fight them. Sina kills her in a (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) cutscene. Oh man. I
4: need to see that. I need to go boot that up (laughs) as soon as we're done.
3: I need to see this. (laughs) Sina like turns into her Ouroboros form, does a spin dash into her and it's over. (laughs) Jesus. All right. My next vote Uh is for
4: Bayonetta. Of course. Yeah.
2: I can say it's no surprise that the two tied with four votes right now.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. I have to vote for Talia Ghul because I'm the one who did that to her. (laughs) (laughs) Just lock her in that heavy attack.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Bob, don't blame yourself. This is WB's fault. (laughs) (laughs)
4: And I'm really tied between these two Star Ocean characters I put on here because... Baldur is the main villain who jobs repeatedly, but Gaston is his jobber, like, second in command that will come out to job right before him every time. Mm. So it's like a power scale thing,
3: right? Yeah. I'm not sure which one gets more jobber because of that. I would say Baldur is more of a jobber because gaston is a character archetype who exists specifically so you do not have to beat the real bad guy four times Uh, also (laughs) also,
2: uh, gaston's voice by sean chiplock i feel like you knew how that battle was gonna go
4: (laughs) from the voice i mean yes and he shows up being the edgiest dude with the biggest katana that you know you will own (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show it on Baldor. <laughs>
2: okay. All right. There we go. Baldor. Boop. I, I guess I need to spend my last my last vote here. Please don't vote for Talia. Huggler. I was really tempted by Revive G4. That thing is pathetic. It but is, you already voted for that, right? It is so sad. I, there's nothing that upsets me and depresses me more than incredibly wasted potential. And G4 did that to me twice. <laughs> those six sons of bitches. Oh my God, I'm voting for Talia Ghoul, aren't I? Oh my God. Okay, I'm voting for Talia Ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> I voted for G4, and that, that those two are just. Mm. Besides, it was it's Mwamba's last day on the forest. We all knew.
3: Yes, I only put him on here because it's way too funny. You can't, You can't. I didn't expect anything from him, so he can't be a jobber. It, it's just when you get introduced to your whole cast of characters, uh huh, and then Mwamba's also there. Yes, it, you could just look <laughs> at them and be like, You're not a main character. Oh, Go yeah, away. Oh, yeah,
2: no, his model is nowhere near as good as anyone else's, <laughs> right?
4: It's just comical.
2: They even pretend he's going to be a real character. It's like, Mamba, there are people in town who have better models than you. Oh, my God, you're dead. (laughs) Uh, He dies in the first three hours or something for anyone who's curious. Okay, I've got them in now. Tallied up and sorted. Three-way tie with four votes between any member of Mobius you meet in a side quest, Bayonetta, and Talial Ghoul. Runner up has to be torn between the Revived G4 Epic Bulldor. and Bulldor got two votes. <laughs> I'm gonna say let's, let's solve runner up right now. That that's probably the easier thing to do. I'm guessing. This is just fucking guessing. I'll I'll cop to that. So two votes each. We'll start with Chris.
3: Bulldor. As someone who is very invested in similarities between JRPGs and shonen battle series, you do not have your primary antagonist lose four times.
2: <laughs> yeah, at least. you can have
3: you you can have them lose twice, right? Twice.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, at least Xenoblade didn't make that mistake, and uh, the Revive G Four, Bob.
4: Yeah, I gotta do the same, Baldur into the Revive G Four because man, Baldur they take everything to the top. ...of Starfleet Command, and then they expect you to be worried about Baldor, who is the king of some random planet in the boonies.
1: Ooh, aggro. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Baldor and Epic, because while G4 was a tragedy of stupidity, I I don't know if I'd call it jobbing if it didn't put anybody over. Hmm. It was just them walking into a rake. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I don't I don't know. The
2: way I view G4 is that they crumpled compared to people streaming from their basements. They folded compared <laughs> to VTubers with a webcam and a nice rig. They they basically folded to
1: everyone else on twitch.tv. You know that thing of like if you're a somebody alive, running out to the ring with a tunic that just says old media
4: yeah yeah literally you know
2: that that thing uh, that saying of like if you're alive you're a winner if you're still streaming (laughs) you're a winner compared to g4
4: (laughs) they were beaten by thousands (laughs) yes
2: G4 is simultaneously an old media issue, and uh, it, it really parallels the Ubisoft problem, where it's like, you had how many people employed to do this? <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna vote for G4 first and foremost, and based on the strength of his design, I'm going to vote for Baldur. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, look at that guy.
4: <laughs> no, you haven't seen his final form. It's definitely cool. It's like, is it? <laughs> no.
2: Does he have
1: another form? He does.
2: Okay, I'm like he looks like he should, but I guess this makes Boldor the final uh, the, the the runner up G4. You couldn't even
3: win at losing. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Sessler is going to take us to task for this on the
1: quarterings debate stream (laughs) is the task learn how to run a streaming service
3: (laughs) I don't think Adam Sessler's ever learned anything once (laughs) that would slow him down
2: thank you it would cloud his judgment for some reason Sessler in my brain now just looks like Hayden Christensen in episode 3 his eyes are bloodshot (laughs) anyways we need to sort our top 3 Biggest jobber, we have any member of Mobius you want to meet, or sorry, you meet, you don't want to meet them in a no. side quest. Bayonetta for Bayonetta Three Bayonettas, I, I i guess, actually would have been the correct name to dominate because there are multiple, and that's that's the problem. That's right. all of them. And Talia Al Ghul from Gotham Knights, two votes each. I'm gonna give it to Bayonetta first and foremost, and then any member of Mobius and uh, meet in a side quest. Uh, Chris.
3: Bayonetta and Mobius, aggro.
2: Uh,
4: Bayonetta and Talia, Bob. Yeah, Bayonetta and Mobius.
2: We're all agreed.
3: I can't believe that Bayonetta has to be given this. <laughs> this sucks. Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah. This this nothing
2: underscores the import the severity of this issue. Like it's Bayonetta. The star of your cool character action game, and they're the biggest jobber of 2022. Right?
4: Yeah, because it, it would have been okay if it was that one time at the very beginning of the game to set the stakes.
1: Yes. But it was unrelenting. Like, if you had asked me five years ago, what do you call 30 bayonetters in a high school gym? Job fair would not have been the answer to spring <laughs> immediately to mind. <laughs> I think this is the correct order. I think we've got
2: it down. Somehow she's worse than the Mobius members. Yeah.
4: Stop. I'm getting depressed. Some Mobius members can survive this encounter.
2: Not Bayonetta. (laughs) Bayonetta in Bayonetta 3, the Bayonettas literally feel as bad as that one guy who just gets 15 seconds to give you his backstory right before he gets owned. Every single one of them feels that bad and dumb. Yeah. And, And they have great designs is the weirdest part. Mm hmm. And it feels like they aren't even allowed to talk to real Bayonetta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think this is it. Let's lock it in. The biggest jobber of 2022 is Bayonetta. If you God. if you were ever confused as to why everyone's upset about the plot of Bayonetta 3, now you know. Second place goes to any member of Mobius you meet in a side quest. Third place is Talia, oh, cool from Gotham Knights. And runner-up, Boldor from Star Ocean, <laughs> the Divine Force. Uh, better luck like next year, Epic and the Revive G4. Oh, wait.
3: <laughs> Boldor's so crazy. The villain in Star Ocean 2 are like super beings who threaten all of reality.
1: Right. Yes. Let it be known this category was a lot funnier for me because every time someone said Boldor, I imagined the Boulder from Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh my God. And it it actually worked pretty well.
2: <laughs> That's a, a good house rule game for people going back and re-listening to this category. The next category we're moving on to is coolest thing in a game. This will have spoilers for Xenoblade 3, Bandana 3, Spark the Electric Jester 3, Pokemon Scarlet Violet, God of War Ragnarok, and... Kirby and the Forgotten Land.
3: And uh, AI Disomnium Files Nirvana Initiative.
2: Ah, uh, yes. Moving on. The nominees for Coolest Thing in the Game are Ant Riders from Elden Ring, shockingly not from Grounded. Driving a truck into God from Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Dropnir from God of War Ragnarok. Enzo Zenigata from Bayonetta 3. Did you imagine Enzo getting nominated for cool? What, what nightmare dimension are we at? We just came from Bayonetta getting biggest jobber. Now coolest thing is Enzo. Right? Nightmare. I did say spoilers for Xenoblade 3, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Flame Clock Fake Tutorial from Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Godzilla Skyscraper Surfing from Bayonetta 3. Guts. From Cyberpunk 2077. Titan Battles. From Sonic Frontiers. Nirvana Initiatives. Question mark, question mark, question mark. The Artist Kill. From Sifu. The Climax of Sparkly Electric Jester 3. The Climax of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And Spike Thrower. From Horizon Forbidden West. Gentlemen, we have five votes. Let's see... Bob, if you, you would like to explain real quick Enzo for uh, Zenegata from Bayonetta Three.
4: Okay, so you go to France in Bayonetta Three and Enzo is there, but he is actually the police chief Zenigata from Lupin the Third and chases down that their world bayonetta and it's really great. Oh my god. It's fantastic.
3: <laughs> and and he's named Enzo. Yes. <laughs> oh, like they named him like Onzo. <laughs> yeah, it's Onzo. <laughs> <laughs> they just changed the O to E A U.
2: It's real good.
4: Yeah, somehow your Joe Pesci impersonation goes up 3 points if you're also Zenny Goddess from Lupin the <laughs> yeah. 3rd.
2: Chris, would you like to explain a Flame Clock fake tutorial or was this Bob's nominee? Oh,
3: that was me I'll explain it. So at the start of uh, Xenoblade 3, they established this the status quo where uh, these two sides have to fight an endless war and everybody who dies their like their life force gets sucked into these flame clocks and if your flame clock runs down you die. And they give you a tutorial. <laughs> for this like <laughs> your flame clock if your flame clock gets low everybody's gonna lose, lose stats it's gonna be real bad that's all bullshit <laughs> <laughs> it does not go down and three hours later a plot development takes you out of the flame clock system <laughs> like they have a tutorial box come up and ex- with multiple pages yeah. to explain it to you Fuck. and then it does not matter at all they pulled that off really well
4: yeah cause that game has a ton of tutorials so of course you don't think anything of it when they give you one for
2: this right yeah Chris, can you also explain Nirvana Initiative's question mark? question, yes. mark, question
3: okay. Mark. This is this is this is spoilers for the Nirvana Initiative's like bonus ending. So, a uh, a big part of AI the Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative is Simulation Theory. And if you don't know what Simulation Theory it is, is it is a crank occult theory that we live in a simulation that an advanced race is running, and multiple of the characters in it like genuinely believe this and and are seeking to escape it. So you you go talk to the leader of one of these groups. And she's like, and one of the dialogue options is she is is, uh, she asks you, are you a terror as in someone who can tear through the simulation? And if you say yes, she's like, tell me the six digit number. It's random on every save. Uh. (laughs) And obviously you can't like you, you, you don't have it. So you, you, she's like, okay, fuck off. And then at the very, very end of the game, when you're controlling different characters, you go to her office. this is six years after the initial conversation in the game world, and her hologram in her office like flicks on and says, "Uh, I'm supposed to tell you this six digit number and then you use like the the visual novel map to go back
0: ooh, 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 ooh. yeah, and that's tell good. that
3: number uh and then you clip through the wall. <laughs> 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 And then you clip through the wall and everything's all glitchy and you walk out into the wall and she's out in the void (laughs) T-posing. And she's like, thank you for helping me escape the simulation. This was all a really convoluted plot for me to get out. And she's talking to you, the player. And she's like, as a reward for helping me escape, you can tell the character you're controlling everything that's going to happen so he can avert every bad thing that happens. And then you get a new ending where that happens. That Holy rules. Shit. God. That's so fucking based. Yeah.
2: <laughs> God damn. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, we should follow it up with equal energy. Uh, the climax of spark the electric jester three. Oh man. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. Describing these two in a row.
3: I can try this one too. Sure. Okay, so Spark the Electric Jester Three has a pretty, you know, simple story. Spark, the electric jester, got a big check for saving the world from robots. But uh, the military has shut down the Internet and there's a really long line at the bank. So he's like, I'm going to beat the shit out of the entire military. So the Internet comes back and I can and I can deposit this remotely. <laughs> and, and, and nothing seems to go against that the whole game. And then you get to the last level called Utopia Shelter. And you start like going through weird glitch effects, including a big stretch at the end where You're running on like weird untextured ground in like what seems like you clipped out of bounds and are in like stuff they modeled, but they never meant you to get to.
2: Yeah, it's really incredible. Like the level design just disappears entirely and you're just in a fucking city where the textures are shifting and warping in a way that really does match up with. My GPU is dying to the point where Bob's on the <laughs> other side of the room. I hit this and I go, Bob, I think the game is breaking and dying. And I'm me.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> it is convincing as hell.
3: So you get to the bottom of it and you meet the rival character. And he's like, Spark, we're all dead. <laughs> uh, these scientists built an AI. It became the singularity. It captured everyone and downloaded our consciousness into this virtual reality. You've been dead for hundreds of years. Yeah, it's it's really good. You have looped this pattern of this game over and over and over and over and over again for hundreds of years. I'm tired of it. We have to break the cycle. Then you beat up, dis- I guess, the metaphysical incarnation of despair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> As one does.
3: Then you fuse with your rival and go Super Saiyan and fight the core of this AI who is a little scrimblow named Clarity.
1: Yes, Clarity
2: is in the scrimblow of the year category. It animates at a completely different frame rate from everything, like 10.
3: It it looks like a 3D model of the protagonist of Undertale. My favorite thing about this
2: is uh, Clarity is an original AI, which they have a really uh, pretentious Latin name for, but they shorten it to Clarity, where they wanted to feed countless uh, untold amounts of information into it so it could make the best decision economic for the most prosperity and happiness among people. And at some point, it decided scanning their brains into a perfect simulation and Quote, disposing of their body Oh, fuck Was the winning move So
3: Soroko's Basilisk shit Everybody gets to, uh God, why why does Sirocco's Basilisk keep coming up in the past couple months? Um <laughs> Uh-oh <laughs> Yeah, it's like, well Everybody gets to live in their own little perfect reality. How is this not optimal? I don't understand. I'm a machine who has no morality. And the
2: best part is your rival is literally a creation of theirs. It is their child, their offspring. So the conversation at the end of this game, past your rival, explaining to you what has happened is her talking clarity, talking past you to your rival, just being like, when are you going to just stop being childish about this and join us in the simulation? Like, you you can be happy here. You can do anything you want. You can live an exciting life in the city. You can live in the mountains. Meanwhile, Sparks having a, a fucking mental breakdown.
3: He's he's literally Shinji in the chair. Yes, <laughs> literally. <laughs> oh, it is
2: spectacular. And the whole plot of the game is the character you picked up along the way that was a completely just... This character wants to join you on your journey because you saw this warrior once and they have history with them and they want to see them again. Turns out that was, in fact, a programmed unit of Clarity and you allowed Clarity to fuse with the military and shut them down herself. Spark is why the end of the world happened with the singularity. (laughs) And this comes out of virtually nowhere.
4: Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no build up to this. It just happens. (laughs)
2: The only build-up is how bizarre the last level is out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, really not an important part writing-wise, I suppose, of all of the rest of this. But when you and your ally decide to work together, you literally fly up into the air and fuse into a mix between, uh, what was it Fark and Spark? Named called, called Sparks. Sparks. <laughs> <laughs> Such a bad name. It is amazing! <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, I think we covered that. Pretty thoroughly. Now, I feel like the conclusion of Pokemon might be discussable without us fully detailing it and everyone here is informed on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it needs to recap like these other ones kind of did. Aside from that, for anyone who's not listening, Drop Deer is really fucking cool. (laughs) (laughs) The fact it's crafted from the ring into infinite spears you toss is absolutely incredible. Aside from that, I think we're good. Um, I do want a background on Guts. Why
1: is Guts so cool, Agro? Because that's Rebecca's shotgun.
0: Fuck!
2: (laughs) That was the sound of him shoving a knife into my spleen out of nowhere. I literally did not... Fuck me. Rebecca got it. (laughs) Describe how it feels to use Rebecca's shotgun at
1: Cyberpunk 2077. You know how you're a mortal being limited by geometry and (laughs) physics? (laughs) Yeah. When you pull the trigger on this sightless teal beast, it doesn't fire a projectile into a soft target to disrupt organ function. It rents a hole in reality and shunts once living humans into oblivion. (laughs) That trigger is an off switch in a cone in front of you. (laughs) And you can just pick this fucking thing up off the ground whenever you want. Good
3: Lord.
1: I looked it up online like I wanted to see how people built around this thing. And they're like, yeah, I mean, it has some drawbacks. Like it's got really high recoil and I'm like, my brother in Christ, do you need follow-up shots?
3: <laughs> Recoil's only a concern if you have to shoot twice. Yeah.
2: <laughs> My God, that is disgusting. I'm just watching it at work.
1: <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> the combination of that and quick hacks turned the final boss into soup. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, well, we have all the info we need for voting. We get five votes each. I guess I'm going to let Chris go first. Actually, you know what? Wait, 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 wait. One moment. I don't know jack shit about ant riders.
4: They're people that ride gigantic ants.
2: (laughs) Okay, I feel like I knew everything I possibly could
4: (laughs) have about ant riders. Yeah, they're knights. They they look pretty cool. I do it.
1: Now, the thing about it is, as I understand it, you're going to encounter the ants first. And then once you're fully adjusted to the giant ants being a thing, later on it ramps up because now there are (laughs) ant riders. Yes. You're like, which canceled 90s Fox Saturday morning cartoon is this?
2: This is fucking me up. I'm looking up pictures of this.
3: Okay. Anyways, Chris,
2: you go ahead and vote.
3: Nirvana Initiative. Yeah, that's really good. Spark the Electric Jester. I'm gonna sound like a broken record. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, uh, Titan battles in Sonic Frontiers. <sighs> driving a truck into God. Yeah, that was good.
1: Uh next we go to Aggro. Yeah, I'm gonna start with driving a truck into God from Kirby in the Forgotten Land because it's literally the only thing that happened that made me actually shout, This is so goddamn cool. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um guts from cyberpunk draupnir from god of war ragnarok because it was just so fucking cool <laughs> yeah
2: every everything about it like the lore building up to its creation to how it works as a weapon and how it plays out in that battle
1: mhm it's so good uh i'm going to put a vote on the spike thrower from horizon forbidden west because somebody finally put a goddamn atlatl in a video game <laughs> and also it blows up at ladle of the year. <laughs> Agro, these categories are fucking specific. <laughs> oh damn. Uh I've learned a lot of new information in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I can't believe I may be putting the last section of Pokémon on the chopping block.
2: <sighs> yeah? That's fair. I mean, that section of Pokemon is literally like, I hope the next Pokemon game is just the most JRPG Pokemon has ever been and looks a lot like that last section for the majority of it.
1: I'm gonna have to give it to the Nirvana Initiative because what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, like as as cool as Grant Morrison's Animal Man run in Spark the Electric Jester. series. <laughs> <laughs> That 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 is some old school deep flash game meta that I am here for. Yeah, Bob. Man, we got a lot of good choices here. I know this category is
2: like flooded with really great stuff. I have to vote for Godzilla
4: skyscraper sh- surfing mm-hmm. because this transitions from surfing skyscrapers to re-
1: running into a river and
4: water skiing with boats for for skis. Yeah, it's just
2: got boats on its feet.
1: Yeah. Okay, so it is Godzilla, you, like, surfing on a skyscraper. Yes. You play okay, as, I- like, Bayonetta's version of Godzilla. <laughs>
2: And you're just scraping up the skyscraper while doing a surfing thing.
4: Yes, yeah, so or sliding down it. The, the, the skyscrapers are forming like a bridge in the air is a bend. It's really <laughs> cool. Fantastic.
2: Um, it was pretty cool when Ben and three just kept taking the fucking kaleidoscope idea over and over from Doctor Strange, and I'm like, yes, please go right ahead. <laughs>
4: <sighs> then I'll vote for Pokemon. Good man. That final section is really great. I was relieved that they went as hard as they did at the end. Mm. Like that, that level of no, that professor was dead the whole time.
2: My God,
4: I, <laughs> <fill. laughs> I got to give it to the Flame Clock fake tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> Even though when when it plays out, I'm like, "There's no way you're doing this, right?" I I legit <laughs> fell
2: for it. I haven't played another Xenoblade game, and I'm like. Yeah, it's already layered on enough systems. I, I think this is legit.
4: Vote for dr- drop near. That Nirvana initiative thing sounds insane. So I will throw a vote in on that. That sounds incredible. Yeah. I really wanted to vote for the artist kill because that that was really cool, but it's it doesn't compete with these things, unfortunately. Describe it real quick. Uh basically you do the whole fight with the artist in Sifu, and this is like the third major boss. Mm-hmm. She's basically a ninja, and you do this cool, like, she's got a little kunai, and you twist her arm in a perfect way to, is you twist her arm and spin her around, stab her in the chest, mm-hmm. and then she just falls over, and it just, it felt like such a simple, but amazingly choreographed and shot thing, like you'd see in a kung fu movie. Mm-hmm. It just nailed everything I wanted from this game in that one moment.
2: Yeah. Mm. I'm going to have to start voting with Nirvana initiatives question marks. (laughs) That is the shit I love in a video game. Absolutely. Top three for me is really easy here. The climax to spark the electric jester was so good. I was like clapping and losing it the whole time during that climax. I was like, this is great. I love this. I have no idea how this feels for long time. Fans of the series. But for me, it feels so great to get to experience this. It feels so great to watch Spark have a fucking meltdown as the game is not even remotely about him. We have multiple cutscenes that are just flashbacks. Of Farks just talking to other important characters in Spark and trying to solve the problem. Let let me, let me, you know what, you know what, you know what? I should have pulled out the secret fucking weapon sooner, so I apologize for not doing that. One moment, I need to to show something, because Agro has not seen it. This feels mildly unfair to pull out like this, but. (laughs) So, Agro, there's one part of this ending we haven't mentioned so far. Uh-huh. The abrupt cut to this at the beginning of a cutscene. There, I presented the situation and made a deal with the government.
3: is <laughs> as as wearing this outfit. Holy and he looks <laughs> nothing like that. He does not have that body shape. Yeah, no, yes. I'm like, that is not a mascot
1: character. <laughs> This is, this, this is the product of being the kind of deranged that our culture makes you.
2: It's <laughs> so good. It, was, it is so easy to say this is one of my brightest lights in 2022. <laughs> I'm also going to vote for the climax of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I really love that environment. I love having a party. They should have had voice lines. I loved going through it in a sort of linear Cutscenes and moments as segmented throughout this dungeon, I really want the next game to really lean into this more. I want to have moments like going through a giant rocket lab, you know, like you would in an older Pokemon game, but as a storied event that plays out and progresses as you go with your party. It was great in countless ways. Okay, now that I voted for the most obvious three, I have two left and it is genuinely hard from here. Um... (sighs) Uh, Godzilla skyscraper surfing Was absolutely incredible In Bayonetta 3 Uh, You can go watch that stream I light up like a Christmas tree (laughs) (laughs) Oh no please don't give it to Bayonetta 3 twice (laughs) (laughs) Mm. I guess when you're voting For coolest thing in a game Is the fact they made Enzo into Onzo the Zenigod of parody (laughs) Mm -hmm. That is the coolest thing in a game the person himself may or may not be, right? Right. It's not necessarily that he is that cool, but the whole concept and execution thereof was cool. And that was a really good moment as he needs to stop you from, or stop them from stealing the thing when he can't fucking see that, that type of enemy, I'm pretty sure, just like the angels. No, I think he wouldn't see these. Okay. So really, it's... To me, it feels like a tie between that and driving a truck into God. (laughs) (laughs) This feels rough. I'm going to go ahead and give it to driving a truck into God, and here's why. Detective Anzo is very, very funny. Mm -hmm. And so as a moment, it's a great moment and all. And it is really cool that they did that. However, I think when I think of coolest thing in a game, driving a truck into God is way cooler. Than Detective Onzo, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with that. Driving a truck into God was it a hilarious moment? You always like to think of your cool anime battles as having like these amazing climactic energy, these huge battles, like a beam battle almost, right? Your protagonist should, you know, it's that thing Chris said of if you're doing a critical melee hit, it should sound like heaven's breaking. It should sound like the sound barrier snapped. And so, when you think Kirby is going to fight with this god, how will it do it? It will literally hit like a truck because Kirby (laughs) is now a truck. (laughs) (laughs) With that done, let me tally this absolutely massive list of incredible nominees to see what it looks like. Man, what a loaded category. Okay, I've tallied it up. Currently, by vote, the number one... Nominee is Nirvana Initiative's question marks. Number two with three votes. Well, we have a tie for number two. Driving a truck into Gone from Kirby in the Forgotten Land and the climax of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Three-way tie after that between Drop Near, Godzilla's Skyscraper Surfing, and the climax of Spark the Electric Jester 3. Below that, we have a four-way tie with a single vote each. Coming out to the Flame Clock Fake Tutorial... Guts from Cyberpunk 2077, Titan Battles from Sonic Frontiers, and Spike Thrower from Horizon Forbidden West. So, I always ask the question like, okay, this is how the sorting works, this is how this is how this is uh done. Do people agree with this pecking order? Now, the reason I do that has finally arrived. The climax of Sparks should be higher. <laughs> I genuinely believe it should Like, the best it could do right now is runner-up, and I kind of feel like it takes it over Pokemon personally.
3: Uh, (laughs) I kind of feel the same way, because Spark is such a sucker punch. And the climax of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is great, and what I want out of Pokemon, but other than the fact Pokemon finally doing this is cool, is really cool. Mm Mm-hmm it doesn't feel especially exceptional and cool like compared to like con- like RPG contemporaries to me at least
2: i do like a lot of the ideas they have at the end with the uh ai itself being like just so you know i can't let you stop this <laughs> so the moment you try i'm going to try to kill you <laughs> there's neat things there but i genuinely the spark was hilarious and amazing and cool and all these different layers especially not the least of which because of clarity if the other two hosts don't agree i could understand
4: yeah for me i like pokemon a lot more but there, it has a lot of that i appreciate what spark is doing but i'm not as blown away by it like it's more like it's kind of crazy you did that <laughs> you just were ava for some reason which is neat. At least they weren't
2: literally Ava. Like
4: it's different at all. This isn't yes. an astral chain thing. No, it's not an astral chain thing. But yeah, I was, I honestly expected what Pokemon did where it took itself that seriously, even less than I expected Spark, a game made by one crazy person, to go <laughs> insane. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what really bu- pushes it for me for Pokemon. Just It's so out of nowhere as far as a Pokemon go- game goes.
2: Mm. i can see that yeah there are just all sorts of different elements of that ending that make it especially in the context of that game Mm -hmm. (laughs) exceptional did you see sparks though sparks is he's pretty cool (laughs) honestly
4: i don't like his design (laughs) oh he's so good Chris, L- back
2: me up. He's so cool. Like,
4: the the yeah. f- Farks looks bad, so the thought that he might be the new protagonist in general takes this down a notch for me.
3: Oh, no! Yeah, I always hated his mouth. What? <laughs> Man. I think Farks looks incredible. I think a whole game of Farks would be a little much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I I need
2: to prep some images and, and send them to aggro real quick to just be like okay so here's
1: here's the fusion math okay <laughs> oh while you do that uh-huh I would put forth as a as a dark horse consideration that while the climax of Pokemon is is incredibly well done and enjoyable to play and the climax of Spark is is brilliantly done enjoyable and hilarious as far as the consideration of the purity of the category mhm Rebecca's big ass shotgun <laughs> is like a chimpanzee smoking a cigarette and driving a motorcycle. <laughs> it's just fucking cool.
2: Damn it, you're right. We're so fucked. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is not an easy category. Okay, Agro, I finally prepared the images. Uh huh. <laughs> Sparks is. Very cool. As you can see here, he has sharp as hell teeth and dark uh, circles for eyes with green neon lights. Is he a robot? Is he organic? I don't know. Also, Hackerow's fucking right on that shotgun. I don't know who to fucking sacrifice to get that higher.
3: We're so blessed this year. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's a
2: glut. They actually did a great job this year. Good job, everyone.
3: Titan battles are down there with one. They're like Metal Gear Rising battles complete with scream music. No, yeah, it's true. They, they are unbelievably cool. The only reason
2: I wouldn't vote for it, the only reason I didn't elevate it more is those battles are really broken sometimes, like the Desert Leviathan, where it's just like there's a scripted moment where you always phase through the boss's head. Um, because, yeah, they are cool as hell. This That music is incredible, and those designs are angels. <laughs>
4: Yeah, they're really cool. It, they are brought down for me because doing it more than once for any of
2: them was just bad. <laughs> yeah, because you played through the game entirely like twice, mm-hmm. ba- basically. Yeah, I was like,
4: this music is great. I wish that the, there was better
2: mechanics here
4: to back it up.
2: <laughs> Admittedly, though, the, that Guts shotgun doesn't have a theme song that screamo. Mm. I mean,
1: yeah, it's just screams. <laughs> <laughs> And even those quickly get, like, (laughs) muted. Drowned out in the fire and the fury. (laughs) (laughs) I made multiple story decisions in Cyberpunk based on holding that shotgun. (laughs)
2: Okay, hear me out. I would argue Guts is cooler than Droughtnir.
3: Oh, that's tough. Yeah, drop near so fucking cool. It's
1: literally what I was hoping it wouldn't come to. <laughs> yeah, but, but Rebecca, like, Rebecca Edge Runner doesn't
2: use Drop <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> she okay, doesn't, but Rebecca. use the gun in this game either. Well, she—that's d- yeah. t- her fucking gun. So she used it. So it's cool as hell. This is like a holy artifact here. <laughs> this is the coolest shit thing. You saw how she pointed it around in that fucking anime. <laughs>
3: Dropnir has cool moves. If there's a million of it, <laughs> it has that part where they take the god's blood and make make it the banner on the spear.
1: Mm-hmm. that has got true. the Spartan tie-in. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's that's got true. the Spartan tie-in. You, comp- I completely didn't expect getting a third weapon.
4: Yeah, yeah. Re- really, really reinvigorates that game's combat system like two thirds through it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that they spent so long not giving you a third weapon. I'm like, we're just not doing that for the sequel. We're just not going to add. That's kind of crazy, guys. And then it happened. I was like, oh, shit.
1: Yeah, I thought, I guess we won't do it because the moment it happened in one was this huge emotional story thing. And you kind of wouldn't want it to fall flat after that. But it didn't. It was amazing. Yeah. Like, I just expected the whatever weapon we got from it to be some
3: cutscene thing that negated Heimdall. I didn't expect it. No, here's an infinite spear. So it sounds like everyone feels pretty strongly about Dravnir. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Is anyone going to try to... I mean, A- Agro's trying to argue guts up from the ones. Uh-huh. Knowing full well if he does, he will have to vote between it and Dravnir. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so hard doing what's right.
2: <laughs> we can move guts up into the voting between... Drought near Godzilla skyscraper surfing and the climax of Spark the Electric Jester 3 and just see how that voting goes. See if people uh, vote for that. That
4: sounds good. Is
1: there any other ones that need to get moved up into this? I'm thinking if we're going to rehash this, we should bring Climax of Scarlet and Violet down into this pool.
2: How do other people feel about that? If we do that, I'll allow three votes yeah I'm cool with renegotiating it
3: sure that's that's fine with me yeah <laughs> we're we're relitigating it
2: <laughs> okay. We'll do that. We'll basically take our number three and throw it into the three slash runner up category. so we've got the voting between the climax of pokemon scarlet and violet drought near godzilla skyscraper surfing the climax of spark the electric jester three and guts that's one two three four five options and you get three votes i'll go ahead and start climax of sparkly electric jester
4: three damn
2: this sucks (laughs) yeah the climax of pokemon scarlet and violet i we literally have something in the fucking category I'm biased against, or biased for, so whatever, guts. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, uh, yeah, I guess I'm leaving it that way. This is the first category where my gut's wrenching. <laughs> Bob.
4: Climax the Pokemon, drop near, In skyscraper surfing.
2: Well, that was easy. Those were all three next to each other. Thank you, Bob. (laughs) Very fast. Very effective. Chris.
3: Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Drop near. Spark.
1: Aggro. Guts. Drop near. And for reasons I stated earlier about the category itself and having uh, been sitting here watching it on YouTube, skyscraper surfing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, everyone. We've made drop near tie with Pokemon. Based on this voting Third and runner up should be The climax of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet And Dropnir I will now take the floor to say The climax of Spark the Jester Should probably be second or third place But I can live having said that now <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone think We should shuffle these around And that Dropnir or Pokemon Should get wholesale replaced by something
1: else
3: I don't see in any way that's going to shake out.
1: Yeah, like, I, I can live with this knowing how we fucking got here. <laughs> right? It's, it's that situation of, like, I, th- each of us <laughs> absolutely want something
4: different. Like, I think Godzilla skyscraper shopping should be above, like, out in there instead of Kirby... The Kirby moment, because I'm like, it's kind of a better version of the same idea. See, that's exactly what I think about the Kirby moment. (laughs) Exactly. So obviously, we're not going to come to a a conclusion we're all happy
2: with here. Agro, that that logic earlier is you've described so many meals I've eaten. (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay with this because I know what led to this moment. Okay. Should we relitigate driving a truck into God, into tying with third and runner up so we can determine between
3: those three? I'm pretty happy with that as second. Uh
4: If I'm the only one who feels like it should move down compared to the other two, then I'm fine with us not doing it. Yeah, I'm with
1: Chris. I'm for leaving it there.
2: I think it will complicate things and run things out. It'll extend them and not change its order. Right. And from that angle, I will leave it there. But I I do think the climax of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet should probably be above Driving a Dragon to God. There's just a lot of cool stuff going on in there, and it's like I glimpsed into right. the future.
1: And, and that's, it's why I'm less inclined to put it above it, because it is such a broad section of the game, rather than one cool thing that happened.
2: Understood. Well then, gentlemen, we get one vote. The climax of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Versus Dropnir the spear from God of War Ragnarok for <laughs> Coolest thing in a game. Oh, this is wrong. Ha <laughs> <laughs> This sucks. Okay, let's <laughs> just breathe. Okay.
1: We're gonna start with Agra. Well, I ripped my heart out and threw it against the wall, and it looks like it's spelled a D, so I'm gonna go with Dropnir. Chris, mm,
0: mm.
3: this is so fucking hard yeah yeah they're is- so entirely different the,
2: we did just to be clear we mostly organized what categories go in what episodes by what would be the most spoilery and what we needed to grind more games to get ready for at no level did we go we're just gonna push off the most painful shit that feels like taking a power <laughs> drill to our feet into part three
3: Drop near was something I wasn't expecting it redefined the game and was something I had wanted I have to go with drop near
2: Bob okay
4: Mm. (sighs) I'm going with Pokemon only because of that final moment when the, the professor has the glowing robot eyes it is dueling you from atop the supercomputer. Yeah, that God, shit's cool as so hell. Awesome. Yeah, that it's it's great.
2: <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. I quit. <laughs> I'm leaving the podcast <laughs> network. I can't do this anymore. Here's what I'm gonna do. And viewer, listeners, I know you're gonna be like, this is absolutely horseshit. <laughs> I'm going to vote for Drop Near under the argument that it is the most consolidated coolness in the smallest volume like Agro's talking about. That is it. There's the whole reason. Because it is cool. There are some amazing things that come out of that, and anything that makes Heimdall shit his pants must be cool <laughs> as
0: hell.
2: <laughs> the climax of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Lock was like glimpsing into the brilliant fucking future of Pokemon. It felt like the, the the sun had shined on the, the franchise that had suffered so much. And it was an amazing moment, and there is such cool stuff at the end there. But they didn't voice the character. So, <laughs> Trump here gets a point making it third. So, I think we're all in agreement, probably, that the order should go Nirvana Initiative's insane bullshit. <laughs> Driving your truck into God from Kirby of the Forgotten Land, Droughtnir, with runner-up the climax of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Would anyone like to move drop near above driving your truck into God, or is it sitting at third? I'm good where it is. I'm good. Yeah, I'll let us
4: stay there. Like, that, that, that Kirby moment is still really cool, and it, it's a very
2: consolidated moment. <laughs> that, that, that is true. Where's the spears forever? Oh man. Oh my god. I think we escaped the category finally.
1: <laughs> I was I was actually Ooh. amazed with how okay I was with a thing that I had not experienced taking first place. I even voted for it <laughs> because while it was being described in order to imagine it, I used sprites from 13 Sentinels: Aegis Rim and it made perfect <laughs> sense. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, that's got to be cool. <laughs> it was extremely 13 Sentinels, which is to say
4: it was extremely Mega Zone 23. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Every time Uchikoshi shit makes its way into fucking game of the year, I go, God damn it. I'm going to be an absolute slut for that man's writing across these games. I need to just not get into the math. <laughs> God. Okay, that's it. We're, we're locked in. Coolest thing in a game in 2020 goes to Nirvana Initiatives, question marks, driving a truck into God from Kirby in the Forgotten Land, drop near from God of War Ragnarok with runner up going to the climax of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet legitimately shout out to all of our nominees. These were incredible moments in gaming. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. What a horrifying category to go through. We're just, I'm i am looking for the easiest thing to, oh, that's right, dumbest thing in a game. <laughs> a nice change of pace and hopefully way easier to call. Uh, basically all the same spoiler warnings, except for Freedom Planet 2 will be joining us in the spoiler dimension. Also, we will talk about Stranger in Paradise, but. I I don't think that's rather spoilersy. We'll see.
3: Yeah, that uh, shit was in the demo. Right.
2: I was I was just saying that because maybe there was a reveal <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, it's earning it. Anyways, the nominees are <laughs> dumbest thing in a game, class change tutorials in Xenoblade 3. Finding Sun Wukong by using the clouds as a bubble bath. I'm curious who nominated this. That was me, of course. Uh, okay. <laughs> Freedom Planet 2 comparing theft to genocide. Uh was that? Bob. Yeah. Okay. Jack Garland's iPod. <laughs> Nirvana Initiative's Twist. The quote: As long as there is a war on terror, there will be no real war on drugs. From Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, 2022. <sighs> the Eternal Plane Mission, which is like the drone strike thing where you're just in the in the plane constantly bombing for Way too long. A segment so bad. Digital Foundry brought it up in a tech review. (laughs) The Two Pump Chump from Scorn. And Team Starbases from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I'm going to explain Two Pump Chump for people who don't, you know, haven't played Scorn. It it is the melee gun in Scorn. You can only fire it twice before it needs to recover. That's why it is called the Two Pump Chump. People who've played (laughs) Scorn know. Just based on that name exactly what it is. Let me get an explanation for Nirvana Initiative's twist.
3: Okay, so in this game, in, in Nirvana Initiative, you what you think is happening is you play the investigation from 6 years ago and then the present day investigation. That isn't what's happening for no reason at all other than to trick you the player. <laughs> the game the game is You're actually playing both timelines at once, going back and forth between six years ago and present day in a way that makes the two timelines form a DNA double helix. Mm -hmm. There is literally no way to ever figure this out, which is why they take you to like the metaverse dimension to explain it to you, to just the player. And there is no reason to write it this way except to trick you. Like this was the twist where I'm like, U- Uchikoshi deserves the title of dumb Kojima. <laughs> hey, that's still half Kojima.
2: <laughs> uh, Jack Garland's iPod. He has an iPod. I believe he says bullshit and he plays music on it.
3: Yeah, and he plays like a, a Lincoln Park esque track on it while he stomps out grumpily like a teenager. It's it's really dumb. Does it ever happen again? No, I don't think so. Oh, kinda, man. That kind of makes that one moment stand
2: out as even dumber right. in a sense. Freedom Planet 2 comparing theft to genocide. When did this happen? And like, what's what's the deal?
4: Okay, so the main character, um, Dragon Girl, what's her name? Lilac. Lilac is confronting the boss of all of the good empire that they work for and talking about how they genocided this other race. Uh Uh-huh. And the leader literally says, like, you used to work for these thieves who'd stole from people. Was that not the same as us genociding the the (laughs) water
2: lizards? (laughs) I think his point was supposed to be sometimes you do bad things to protect people, but he literally says it as a direct reply, and it's like, yeah, he he sucks. Uh, These are different scales of things. I bumped a person's car. You ran over a schoolyard full of children.
4: <laughs> Little different.
2: Just mild difference in scale. The two pump chumps single-handedly might sink scorn. <laughs> <laughs> that is intentionally the worst melee weapon in a game that shouldn't have combat. Absolutely terrible. Uh, Who put Team Star bases? Feel free to explain.
3: I did. Um, They're dumb. They have no mechanics. And feel like they're in the game because they didn't have enough time to make, like, dungeons you would go through and do battles with Team Star guys. It's just, here's our weird, I, I don't even know if there's actual mechanics to them.
4: Yeah, it just seems to be their way of turning auto battle into a dungeon, but it's really mm-hmm. lame.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's really just, what can we do with the auto battle system? I guess we can have these fun competitions.
1: Like, the first time I did it, I was like, oh, this is cool, it's like I'm assaulting a compound. Why do I have ten minutes to do this? What the fuck?
2: Yeah, I think the length of time every time is what makes it like you c- thought of this
1: idea, but you couldn't think of a way to make it different or compelling. It really did feel like uh we we were gonna put something else here, but we had to ship.
3: Yeah, that's what it feels like to me also. Mm.
2: So in Bayonetta three, uh you're fighting San Wukong. <laughs> and you, you're you're sexy cloud woman if I remember correctly. Yeah, is, and, you, you're bad butterfly. And you blow you blow you use the clouds to attack him by going look and blowing it at him. It is intentionally dumb as hell.
4: Yeah, it's incredibly stupid, but I love it.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, I, I love it because one, the song is a like an audio reference to the monkey magic TV show theme. Yeah, The, the, the song's title is even called queen magic on the Bayonetta OST. <laughs> and the Destructo disc type thing Bayonetta does at the end of the fight is a reference to how um, the monk in journey to the West puts a magic circlet on Sun Wukong that contracts when he disobeys in order to control him. Cause it, it, it goes down onto the boss's head and crushes, their skull Mm -hmm. this sounds really smart actually Hmm. (laughs) i'm not gonna say it isn't dumb because it is but it's dumb in like a really delightful way right uh oh man okay aggro we need to
2: explain xenoblade chronicles 3's class change tutorials
1: Uh
3: uh-huh is it even really specific does it need to specifically be class change tutorials yes it has to be specifically the class change tutorials and, and here's why Okay. They make you do it six times in that one segment because you have six party members.
2: Yep. It's identical for each party member and they make you do it six times. They're like select this, scroll to this, back out of this. Good. Oh God. Do it again. And, six and the, and there, times. There <laughs> there, are parts in this game where it takes your ability to change anything on your allies hostage until you do that. Where it's just like No, you can't highlight them. You have to do the tutorial for them now, you idiot. It's terrible. It's horrible. I don't know how they thought you would need to do that six times.
4: Yeah, especially in a game where it's like it boiled down to hit the auto equip button.
2: Okay, you're good. (laughs) Except for me, where that's the only reason I died (laughs) during that (laughs) eternity's long
1: final battle. Like, oh, no, I don't think this Xenoblade game is long enough. Quick, pat it out with something. (laughs)
2: What if this tutorial happens six times in a row?
1: Um,
2: We have four votes each. I'm going to start. As long as there is a war on terror, there will be no real war on drugs was a line seriously delivered by this game in what was a dramatic moment to reveal the the motives of one of the bads. This was supposed to be a gripping and brilliant moment. It was incredibly stupid. (laughs) The two-pump chump is... The world's worst melee weapon in a game where you can't see depth and your penis shotgun, which is a piston that comes out, barely extends beyond the muzzle of the gun. It single handedly does so much damage to that game that there's combat in it. And this is the worst part of combat in it. Sorry if anyone who worked on Freedom Planet 2 is listening. Uh, There's no world in which I'm not going to nominate Freedom Planet writing for dumbest (laughs) thing in a game. (laughs) those games consistently just have lines and moments and things in them that just make you go stop stop please while nothing hit the insane level of cringe of what you like sushi too I can't believe you two are getting along that moment in freedom planet 2 was incredibly yeah this is a this is a good dialogue you wrote a good dialogue this is thank you
4: yeah when it thinks it's being dramatic that sometimes can produce the worst
2: yes At least there's no torture scene in this one.
4: At least there's not that, yeah.
2: I'm actually so upset that there's only one Jack Garland iPod scene (laughs) (laughs) that I'm really tempted to use my fourth vote on that. But for now, I'm going to abstain. I'm weighing between class change tutorials and Xenoblade 3, which my brain is abstracting out to every time the tutorial needs to explain something that like, it makes you do way too many steps and very specifically go through it. And it's drowning in tutorials. I made the joke multiple times on content of the ending would play out. And they're like, this is the credits. You will watch them and know who made the game. Don't worry. The game is over now. These are just names. They, they aren't canon to the game. <sighs> These people aren't people in the game. Uh, but anyways, I'm going to abstain for now. Chris.
3: As long as there is a war on terror, there will be no <laughs> real war on drugs. Cause one that got proven wrong. Like, yeah, by reality, we yeah. mostly stopped the war on terror and there's still no war on drugs. So you're just wrong. They're unrelated. <laughs> Class change tutorials. Team star bases. Yeah. Freedom planet's real dumb. I'm gonna go with freedom. Planet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: And he's he's right to say it
1: uh aggro the two pump chump is the worst it is <laughs> categorically all years, all categories <laughs> how far does it shoot? who knows when will it reload, huh?
2: eventually
1: Uh, this gray bar is filling up over this slightly different gray bar figure it out yourself it's the moment that you realize you're not in a hostile environment you're in a game made by people who are hostile to you (laughs) as long as there is a war on terror there will be no real war on trucks I swear I could smell the hallways in my old high school because it was suddenly 2002 (laughs) Uh, let's see here. Jack Garland's iPod is flawless, uh, which, I mean, it's the best thing ever. I don't know why anybody would put that on this list. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to vote for the class change tutorials in Xenoblade 3 because what I have just heard described to me is offensive (laughs) on a deeply personal level. (laughs) And I I just can't resist the urge to hit Freedom Planet writing. (laughs) Bob. The War on Terror.
2: I, it's so bad It's a, it's a terrible It's a terrible line There's rarely a time on any stream ever Where a line so bad comes out That all of chat explodes And me and Bob groan <laughs> yeah, A just, lot of the time One of us will groan, both of us have groan Chat will groan and we won't agree with them It was unanimous <laughs> uh, Freedom Planet 2
4: What's she doing? <laughs> Writing Mm. Mm. the two-pump chump (laughs) man they they really how'd they make the game that much worse it's a mystery it's incredible this one easy
2: trick makes your game (laughs) absolute dog shit
4: (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna vote for that eternal plane mission because we've had so many call of
2: duty plane missions over the last 10 years (laughs) dude over the last 18 Oh my god! Yeah, Call of Duty. I'm pretty sure Call of Duty 2 has a plane mission. I could be wrong on that, but if if we jump ahead to Modern Warfare, right? Uh huh. That it's not 18 years; it's 16. Yeah.
4: So 16 years uh, of even... figuring this out, and you
2: somehow screwed up after 16 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's not okay. Uh, I need to finish voting. Um. I just, I'm going to trust that it's my emotions of the revelation getting to me and that I should not vote for Jack Garland's iPod (laughs) because my imagined continuity in my brain of he spends the rest of the game not hearing bosses talk because he's listening to his music (laughs) or everyone's trying to reach out to Jack, but he can't hear them because he won't reconnect with reality. He's too busy enjoying his limp biscuit like none of that's real. It's just that one scene for some reason. And that upsets me, and I want to vote for it based on that. But I'm going to fight that urge. I'm going to say the class changing tutorials and Central Blue 3. It appears we all agree that Nirvana Initiative's
3: twist is based, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really can't compare to a lot of shit on this list. I mean, fucking not
2: every year. You have to compete with the dumbest thing a Call of Duty is done. Right? <laughs> That might be the stupidest thing to crawl out of a Call of Duty character's mouth possibly ever. We won't know, though. Chat will never let us stream those games. <laughs> let me tally these up and see what's going on. Okay, guys. It's tallied up. Dumbest thing in a game. We're looking at a two-week tie between Freedom Planet 2 comparing theft to genocide and the quote... As long as there is a war on terror, there will be no real war on drugs. <laughs> from Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 2022. Beneath that, we have a two-way tie with three votes each between the class change tutorials in Xenoblade 3 and the two-pump chump from Scorn. And beneath that, with one vote each, the Eternal Play Mission from Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 2022 and the Team Star bases for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I think this order is correct in as much as these two couplets should be tied. Yes. However, I think both are flipped. I agree with this. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to speak this in words for the audience, I think the quote from Modern Warfare 2 should be number one. Free to Planet 2's th- comparing theft to genocide through their character directly uh, should be number two. The two pump chumps should be number three. And class change tutorials from Xenoblade should be runner-up. How does everyone feel on that? Flawless.
3: I agree with that.
4: Yeah! We, in. <laughs> yes. we did it! We did it!
2: One and done. We did it! It's a fucking Jet Bush image! I'm just flexing as the map fills!
3: <laughs> that Call of Duty thing might be the dumbest thing in any game since we started doing these podcasts. <laughs> yes! Oh, yeah. I am so Absolutely. happy that happened.
1: I was I was not looking forward to having to be like, w- what are you people, animals? And describing again why the two pump chump <laughs> is so harmful. <laughs>
3: Surely America won't brutalize Two regions of the world at once It's not like we have two hands
1: (laughs) That is some Lex Luthor shit If Superman wasn't here I could be saving the world Yeah Except he's like if Superman wasn't here I'd be robbing a bank
2: Now to, to the audience who did not know this That quote from Call of Duty Almost erected its own category Of like worst line In a game but then we were like, there just aren't enough competitors. We're going to have to move these things, the Freedom Planet thing, and that, quote, into dumbest thing. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to fucking sweep, I'm yeah. guessing. <laughs> and then they did. And Scorn's like, hey, I-, I punched a hole in the side of my ship, and it's sinking because of this one stupid decision. And we went, yeah, you're you're going to have to take third to these two guys. <laughs> And Xenoblade is like eat all of these eggs, <laughs> <laughs> and still it's just up there. Yeah, this order's correct. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it again just to, to finalize it. Dumbest thing in a game goes to. As long as there is a war on terror, there will be no real war on drugs. From Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, 2022, second place with Freedom Planet Two comparing theft to genocide. Third place goes to the two-pump chump from Scorn. And the runner-up is class change tutorials. Uh, These nominees do not get uh, any congratulations. They need to fuck off. (laughs) Oh, this is going to be a nightmare. Whatever's next is absolutely going to just fucking... We're really in it now. (sighs) Here we go. Worst game event. The nominee is... 505 games Springs 2022 showcase. That, there's no competition as this. I, I'm, a, I'm a vote for it, Bob. Yeah. yeah, OK. Chris. Yeah Agro. So say we all. Okay, yeah, uh, that, that was terrible. Never do that again. Ever. Ever. That showcase was terrible. Okay, now moving on to real category. Next category: best character design sponsored by the ineligible Rebecca Edge Runners. Let me count how many nominees there are. There are 15. <laughs> the nominees are... Letitia Asirius. Asirius? <laughs> I don't know. From should the Divine Force. Ringo and Fig. From Soul Hankers 2. Tama from AI the Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative. <laughs> Lancer Evolution Final 15. <laughs> from Gran Turismo 7.
1: Christ.
2: it's a character in a game every car tells a story (laughs) they should have gotten Alucard's voice actor to play like the guy who gives you the menus that game would go up so many points oh yeah (laughs) double game of the year yes neon white and neon red from neon white now that's interesting this is two characters nominated once
3: what's that about yeah, Chris. What what's going on? I put them both there and I put Ringo and Fig at the same ones because their designs are so similar and have the same like ethos basically. I don't know. That's... It just would, it just mm-hmm. seemed weird to make them separate. Look, I'm going to vote on an individual ice climber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's like that like would you put would you separate Plusle and Minun if you were talking about Pokémon? No, I would round them up. <laughs> <laughs> Put them in a chamber
2: <laughs> full of gas. Uh, I'll allow it. I'll allow it because we have 15 nominees and we need to get past this. Noah from Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Sena from Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Larry from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I know from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Rani the Witch from Elden Ring. Rika from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Nemona from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. This
1: is a good year. <laughs> this
2: <is> good Pokemon. Cress <laughs> from Harvestella. Ozob Bozo from Cyberpunk 2077. And Harmony from Splatoon 3. I need a picture of Ozob Bozo. Yes. Yeah, is he grenade nose? Yeah,
1: he's Grenade of Nose. <laughs> oh. This oh my god! <laughs> Striking, isn't it? <laughs> I am now
2: getting images of people edited to be said character. But here's a picture of Ozo Bozo.
4: It's like Krusty the Clown. a Grenade Nose.
2: It's,
1: simul- god. it's simultaneously <laughs> brilliant and dumb as hell. There was actually a local clown from around here called Bozo, and he had that same haircut.
4: <laughs> i <sighs> <sighs> just have so, to deal so, with sort that sort of have
2: the wind taken out of me by this. I, I, I have to close these tabs. I can't. <laughs> That's impact. <laughs> Characters for impact! <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, my nominee was posted earlier up in this. Harmony. She's a sea anemone. That is why she is like that. <laughs> <laughs> is that why? <laughs> yeah, she she really channels that energy. <laughs> uh, let's see. Are there any other characters people are unfamiliar? I'm actually unfamiliar with Ranny the Witch. Can someone get me a photo of Ranny?
3: Yeah, let me pull that up. And
2: while that's happening, I'm gonna go get a picture of Chris.
3: <laughs> this is fucked up aggro.
2: I assume this
1: was you. What, Chris? Yes. Yes,
2: I was like, "Did I just did I just sneak in here drunk and put this in?" <laughs> I think that's all of them. Then, we got Randy. oh, that's Ranny. Then that everyone on planet Earth knows Ranny the Witch. <laughs> yes, yes.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and we posted a picture earlier, I believe, Latisha in here. Correct, Bob? Yes. Mm-hmm. There we go. We can just bring that back down. Same with the Lancer hmm these are both good photos of the lancer I don't know. hmm
4: there's
2: a really strong character design <laughs> Sony must have spent a long time thinking this one oh,
1: <laughs> you know matt Groening says you have a good character design when you can recognize it from a silhouette what are you trying to say about the lancer
2: <laughs> uh i'm gonna hmm agra i'm cheating again you get to go first anyone you want to explain or make an argument for yeah, but I'm going to start at the
1: other end. Okay, smart. That way they can't figure out who it is. First, I'm going to vote for Ozobozo, because that that is just... <laughs> it's impact. You look at that character, and you know exactly who he is. You know exactly what's about to happen. <laughs> Nimona from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Mm-hmm. It, it was just immaculate. The moment she shows up on screen, I'm like, Oh, this, this is going to be a good game. Looking through some of this portfolio here Somebody slipped in Joan of Arc from Fate That's weird
2: <laughs> Wait who's Joan of Arc from Oh <laughs> Look she, she has way
1: more armor it's different aggro <laughs> It's true she has much better armor Larry from Pokemon Is I, I hate him I hate him so much I'm voting for him <laughs> I hate how good That design is there's nothing to it And it's so good <laughs> It's so striking. I know. That's my complication for
2: voting for Larry is that if his writing was different, his design would be completely nothing. Mm -hmm. But he's so perfect
1: for what the character is. I am also going to vote for uh, Rika from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Yes. Because... I didn't see them before my timeline lit up with, so there's this character in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet that lesbians are going nuts over. Lesbians is a weird way to just say people with excellent fucking taste. (laughs) Right. And then then I saw Rika in a lineup and went, that's the one they're talking about. (laughs) That's strong design. My last vote is going to go to Kress from Harvestella. Uh, because uh, I mean, uh, first of all, who's Crest?
2: I actually, I, I know nothing about Crest. Could you introduce? <laughs> this yeah, face? this is very
1: well disguised. <laughs> so in, in, in the opening of, uh, of Harvestella, you get isekied and there's like a weird waifish blonde chick who's like, oh, I'm going to say some mysterious shit. Welcome to a bullshit world. And then you wake up and there is a Dr. O'Neasan in a miniskirt and stockings, uh, and a kick-ass alchemy lab coat. That rescues you. And her character design, I mean, it's just, it's good all on its own. Uh, the moment I saw her in the demo is when I decided in my heart to buy this game. <laughs> Gentlemen, I'm all in. I'm i am going to be fully horny on main. There, there's a side quest really early on in this game where you go to her house and she walks out without the lab coat on. And this is maybe the smartest character design <laughs> I've ever witnessed. <laughs>
2: now... <laughs> Now, this is this is what's fucked <laughs> up here, ladies and gentlemen. You, you know me. I have a distinctly no-horty-on-main policy. So I'm voting for Cress for the <laughs> exact same reasons Agro just said. Because before that moment, it's like, yeah, it's, uh, this design's all right. And then they come out without the lab coat on. And you're just like, how did I not notice you were wearing that underneath? <laughs> how did I not notice this is just taking the lab coat off is... So this is an excellent character design. Very, very good, very good. Uh, completely different reasons to vote for them. Uh, Rika, uh, really great character design. Definitely not uh, coming from the same fucking angle. <laughs>
1: this is fucked up. There was no taking the high road this year.
2: Yeah, this is <laughs> fucked up. Uh, let me talk about I know. is a piece of fucking garbage and a gremlin. And that design perfectly <laughs> reflects that i and calls you friendo and you can see that written on their face that they are just, y- you've been invited to their private discord uh, just in time for them to later get outed as an actual uh, fucking menace to society. <laughs> if you see i and on the street, uh, cross the road. <laughs> Do not associate. Do not get tricked <laughs> by i and Once again, I have a problem voting for Larry because Larry, without the character being what it is, is an unremarkable design, but Larry is literally—you have done it. You have distilled every nine to five into this man. <sighs> I'm am just I'm gonna hold off on voting for Larry for one moment. Hey Bob. Hey, what's up? The Lancer is a really amazing car. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I here's my problem though. Four wheel drive, Dan. Oh, oh. I actually I didn't I did not know that. <laughs> but here's the problem, Bob. Yeah. You may call me a boomer, but I think the Lancer Seven is cooler than this one. Oh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I can see it. I understand. There's different appeals to different generations of Lancers. I'm just I'm just gonna there's just you know, once again, call me a boomer, sure. Whatever. I don't I don't care, man, but There's just a little bit. I'm just going to post this image here. I've seen character designs like this before, and I feel like they were better then. (laughs) (laughs) Literally everyone listening to this is hostage of me and Bob and our stupid (laughs)
1: bullshit. (laughs) Why do I hear Eurobeat all of a (laughs) sudden?
2: Exactly. (laughs) Harmony's great. Harmony, absolutely. I feel... I was watching the trailer for Splatoon 3 and I see Harmony. I'm like, that's an incredible character design. They have the energy I've I am a sea enemy just distilled perfectly into this design. I love them so much. And I've barely experienced them. And I have one more vote. I'm a vomit. I don't know. There are too many. Set his is on fire and they will never explain
3: it. I know. <laughs> I I I assume that. That's a race from Xenoblade 2. Maybe? Yeah, but you
1: assume it because they will never explain it. Senna's
3: so good, though, because
2: she's, like, basically the only person without a British accent. Mm Hmm, That's true. And she is a strong bimbo in a sense. (laughs) Right? She's so fucking buff. She doesn't need the equipment like Lance does to lift all these heavy things. She's just that fucking strong. And her character design screams, "Yeah, she she doesn't know how to say conscience because she's never heard someone say it out loud." She says "conscience," and Tyon just goes, "You've never heard that word said out loud, have you?" And she doesn't. She doesn't reply with words. She just goes,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> "Like she's dying," and you hear
2: her crumple. She's amazing. I love Senna. Yippee! I'm done. Hands off the keyboard. Okay. All five of my votes gone and it. it feels like I barely got started. A lot of good nominees. If I had a coin, I'd flip it to see who goes next. Uh, Bob, we'll go with you. Sure. I have to throw one in for
4: Leticia. Okay. I really enjoy the character designers from Street Fighter 2 making characters for this. I think his art drawings are immaculate and it's very sad that they don't get into the game in 3D well. But I think her design is really strong. I've never seen this much armor on a character. Yeah, (laughs) in a design still.
2: That design's amazing. It is unfortunate that the character art has to be turned into 3D by these people. (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
4: I'm voting for Rika. I love her wave hair thing. I like her incredibly gaudy glasses she pulls out, only for that interview. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then she's like a stick. So she has weighted. Shoes, and when she shot out the pokeball, she just spins on them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's incredible. Yeah, because like the, the perfect. <laughs> um, I gotta vote for Senna. Yippee! Her blue lines and gem in her chest—it's all really neat. Yeah, and also I really like the way in Xenoblade Three, so many characters have strongly defined uh, defined like shoulder bones. Mm -hmm. like collarbones they really put them in the 3d model which you i don't expect
2: yeah if i were to ask toast she would probably say collarbones are much underserved in character designs god there's so many others yeah this sucks pokemon alone could have owned this category and been a legitimate debate yeah no we could have had
4: the best pokemon design (laughs) for characters not even pokemon right isn't that messed up? Yeah, there's there's two other teachers I was going to put on this list and I felt bad. I was like, no, there's too many. Uh but then he put a lancer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh okay. I'm going for for I you know. <laughs> it's a lot of goblin energy just contained to one creature.
2: <laughs> Not confirmed for human, apparently. No. Just a creature.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she may in fact be a Pokemon. I'm not sure,
1: Bob. If I could direct your attention to this image I I put in the Discord a while ago,
4: uh, which one? Uh,
1: you know, goddamn well which one. <laughs>
4: uh, Ozo bozo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I wouldn't complain about either.
2: <laughs> uh, Aggro's like, I'll I'll take it uh, honestly. I mean. If there's something really appealing about it. I like his smile. <laughs> yeah, because his smile knows his smile. His smile says everything. Hmm. His smile absolutely conveys exactly what's up there. But if I could maybe post another image of one of Agro's two, I'm, j- I'm just.
4: <laughs> you know, I'm gonna show my last photo on Noah. Why is that? I like. His design, his he really works with the ponytail, and I also like the villain form of him. Mm-hmm. It's also a very strong design, and he makes really great faces when things happen. <laughs> Noah, in fact, has some of the best
2: faces in that game. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> the sad thing is, can you even call that a spoiler? <laughs> it's so fucking obvious from frame one. I know, right?
3: Yeah, it's like offensively
2: obvious. Uh, uh, You're condescending to me by not even just saying it right now.
4: And I also really like his red jacket with the X. It's really blatant.
2: It is really blatant. And I also enjoy that. In a lesser year, Noah absolutely would have gotten my vote. Yeah, there's just too many good ones. Yeah. And that Pokemon game really did come out here and fuck everything up. Mm -hmm. I didn't even put ones from Arceus and there were some really great ones in there. And that doctor from Harvestella took off the lab coat and really fucked everything up. How could she do this? How could she do this to me? <laughs> Uncle man furious about erection. Chris!
3: <laughs> Ringo and Fig. I really like their designs. Mm-hmm. It's probably the best thing in Soul Hackers 2.
1: <laughs> yeah. Regrettably. <laughs> I, based on what we played, I can agree. The sleeves... Every time you guys talk about that game, I'm like, but but that character design's so good. Yeah. Larry. Larry's
3: spectacular. <laughs> Iono also. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet shows us a horrible world where you could go to the grocery store and Corone would just be in line behind you. <laughs> <laughs> And that is a world that is deeply frightening. <laughs> Reka. I knew this would happen. <laughs> and Tama. I really like Tama.
2: Yeah, Tama seems great. I mean, the the forms of Tama, too. Because, like, just the eyeball mode is real good.
3: Yes. That, that'll be in a, a future category. <laughs>
2: Okay, we have a lot of votes. Uh, none of it matters. Everybody wins. We move on, right? We don't have to decide. Yeah, we decide nothing here. We decide nothing here. We all just <laughs> say a bunch of words and feel good. and It is great. We don't have to. We don't have to deal with this horrible category with so many good contenders. Okay, I've tallied and sorted things based on our voting. We have one unanimous vote, and it's Rika
1: from Pokemon. <laughs>
2: Violet and Violet.
1: Like, I want to be surprised, but I shouldn't be. <laughs> Second place with three votes is Iono from
2: Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. There is a three way tie for third between Senna from Xenoblade 3, Larry from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and Cress from Harvestella. There is an insanely long amount of ties with one vote each between Letitia Sirius. Ringo and Fig, Tama, Noah, Namona, Oza, Bozo and Harmony from Splatoon 3. So, I think we're good
1: to just dispose of those. We get that, right? I agree, yeah. Mm. Yeah. God, there's so much on that list. I feel bad for not voting for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's this category. It's rough this year.
2: <sighs> okay. I think we do the same we have always done and figure out third and runner-up first. I don't think there's a
1: situation. <laughs> I don't. Think I, I there... think you're about to get into quitter talk, Dan. <laughs> yeah,
0: <I don't>... <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, let me, let me try this the other way. Currently, we have a three-way tie between Senna, Larry, and Chris from Stella. Would anyone like to talk these things up, uh, maybe nominate one of these to elevate out of this three-way tie to get into second or first?
4: I don't think that... I like Senna a lot, but I don't think that she gets to go up over either second or first.
3: Yeah, I feel the same way.
4: But I do want her to be at third or at least run her up because they comb her fire hair and it's fine. No one's even affected by it.
2: Yeah, no one acknowledges it even once, and they just brush her hair. Which actually gives her a little bit more yippy creature energy. <laughs> the fact they just brush it like that, but, um... Like,
1: how do, how do I put this specifically? Mm-hmm. In a way you want recorded and put on YouTube. <laughs> I, I have a limitless desire for Crest to climb higher up this list, but I feel like at a certain point, I have debased myself enough.
2: <laughs> Let me be clear, Agro. Philosophically, I have made my stance on Larry
1: clear, and I will put a bullet in between his eyes to get Crest to run her up. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, yeah, no, I'm down with that. I, and I put Larry <laughs> above Iono, honestly. Oh. Mm. I don't know. I know is a perfect
2: uh, stop sign. <laughs> the design very clearly communicates the danger of the situation.
1: Yeah. It's like a poison darter frog.
2: <laughs> you you really don't have the problem with the family guy bit of uh, should you really keep those two darts next to each other? The poison needles and <laughs> acupuncture needles. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go ahead and they're, they're three-way tied. We have Senna, Larry, and Cress. I think we should just get two votes each and go. Does anyone else think this should go any other way?
3: That sounds right, yeah.
2: I'm giving both my votes to Kress. <laughs> <laughs> um. Maybe I'm not allowed to do that. I'm going to say I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs>
1: uh. How gross should I be allowed to do that? Dan, the question is, it, it, the question isn't <laughs> who's going to let you. It's who's going to stop you. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Don't do it, Dan. <laughs> We're, we we live in the United States. We kind of have a reputation for fucking up elections recently. Let's just not go there. Recently, I live in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I'm voting
2: for Senna and Chris, but let it be known, my vote for Chris is far more heartfelt and important. Bob. I'm voting for Senna and Larry.
4: Chris.
3: Senna and Larry. Cowards.
4: Aggro. I am voting
1: only for Chris. (laughs) Well, shit. Join me, Dan, (laughs) to tie this up in litigation for decades. Based on
2: sheer number of votes, it appears Senna is our third best character design, making it the first one that is not from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet,
1: based (laughs) on the current pecking order. But who probably could be?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, you wouldn't be surprised. No, just mild, mild adjustments, and absolutely.
4: I think something that really buffs Senna for me is I put her in the banana outfit for most of the game. Um,
2: She's just wearing this awful looking chef uniform. It's amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, th- this means the runner up is tied between Larry and Kress. <laughs> we could just
4: let there be two runners up.
2: We're, we're going to have to do that. Otherwise, it's going to be me and
1: Agro yelling <sighs> things. Or, or you guys could admit that Larry is a guy in a suit with great writing. <laughs> <laughs> And Cress has a legitimately interesting take on the alchemist slash doctor motif. I'm I'm gonna have to go with aggro here. Larry's just a fucking guy in a suit.
4: <laughs> He's got the, the hair slick back
3: thing, it looks like it's from a JoJo, it's really good. <laughs> I'm uh, fine, I understand the appeal of Crest. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I don't understand what's so hot about this Onaïson who wears a <laughs> dominatrix outfit under her lab coat. I just don't get
1: I it. I really, I do wish I could get you a better picture of the back of that lab coat. There's a lot of interesting.
2: There is. It
4: is fucking
1: going on back there.
2: It is fucking a lot going on. Actually, it is a fucking tragedy that I walked into this category not expecting this and coming with a number of photos. <laughs> If only I was hornier, I would have had a hard drive full of photos. <laughs> Damn it. So, so Chris, you're okay with us getting a uh, crisis? Is right? yes. yes. Sorry, Bob. We, yeah, turned, you, you we see, turned one person against you. <laughs> we're That's good. fine. Yeah, you, <laughs> you can have this. This rules. Just to be clear, though, Larry fucking rules. <laughs> he does. <laughs> it's just a question of, like, without the writing, does Larry still fucking rule as a design?
4: I think all the Elite Fours get that extra buff from having those Elite Four gloves they put on.
2: Mm. There's something mm. really strong about that. I mean, there's also something really strong about Larry there There is a second job. <laughs> yes. <sighs> okay, guys. How do we Can feel? did not
1: make it out of all the Pokemon characters? Dude,
2: as we said, the fucking category could have just been best Pokemon character design. <laughs> right. Yeah,
4: they were too strong this time.
2: I know how this will go, but I'm going to say it anyways. We'll just do this. I'm going to wake up DP and Aggro's going to fucking parry my ass and then drop me. I think I know should be above Rika.
1: Aggro, how do you feel about this? Uh, what's the what's the button to do that shit? Uh, I'm just going to mash. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, button.
4: <laughs> okay, well. Yeah, you're definitely not getting that argument from me either. I'm sorry.
2: Damn it. <laughs>
4: Rika's like peak. Okay.
1: All right. Look, I voted for Rika too. Yeah. She maybe should have been in coolest thing in a video game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Women aren't things aggro. <sighs> well, unanimous vote for Rika. I know is in second, is in third. Chris is a uh, runner up. And honorable mention to Larry. Question though should Sena be above I know?
4: Hmm. I don't think so. I don't think so. I also
2: don't think so. Well, since we're the fucking people who voted for both of these assholes, <laughs> right? <laughs> I guess that fucking decides it. Mm-hmm. Agro and Adjust World Crest would have gotten at least at
1: least third. It's true. <laughs> no one can deny it.
2: If only Square Enix hadn't fucking shot our chances by charging sixty fucking
4: dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I think that what I have to look forward to is next year the Pokemon doesn't release. This is a much easier category.
2: Yeah. yeah, this literally could have been nothing but Pokemon characters. Like, I even love the fucking gym leader who's up in the mountains.
4: Yeah, she's great. I love the the <sighs> the, uh, the sports gym leader or not gym leader uh, teacher who shows up at that same gym challenge in the
3: in the mountains. Mm-hmm. I debated putting Clive on this list. <laughs> God. <laughs> Also, also, Dan, mm-hmm. I would have paid sixty dollars for Harvestella, but not on Switch or PC. Ah, uh, that's
2: that's fair. Mm. By the way, worth noting, Russia's a he, but I
4: was thinking don't the other mountains.
2: My, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah they fucking rule too. Yeah, yeah. God
4: damn it! Two mountains with two amazing gym leader designs. Because there aren't any miss- ones that miss in this whole game. <laughs>
2: it's true. It's true. It's so fucking true. Clearly, we're just nominating Pokemon for best designs of the year. <laughs> yes, sorry, Xenoblade. Sit your ass down. But for the best character design of 2022, the winner is Rika from Pokemon Scarlet and Violent. Io takes second place. Senna from Xenoblade Chronicles 3 takes third. And Chris from Harvestella is a very respectable runner-up. <laughs> Honorable mention, shout out, goes out to Larry. And now we must move on to one of the most contentious categories historically <laughs>
1: Scrimblow of the Year. God, I hope this category is not as horny as the last one. <laughs> <laughs> that would be <laughs> disturbing.
2: <laughs> the nominees are Cheshire from Bayonetta 3, Clarity from Spark the Electric Jester 3. Zed from Disguise 6. Elflin from Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Neko Ark from Melty Blood. This is fucked. Type Lumina. <laughs> Which one is the strongest? One of them's a nuke. <laughs> the Angels from Neon White. Poimpy from Poimpy. Screamtail. Oh no, it's invading again from Pokemon Scarlet Violet. Tinkaton from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Sage from Sonic Frontiers. Sena from Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Manana from Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And Mimi from Soul Hackers 2. I trust that image you just posted is Mimi. Yes. I totally get it immediately. Oh my god, there are 14 nominees. This is another five voter. We're starting with Chris.
3: Sage from Sonic Frontiers. Sage is really good. Probably the best part of that game.
2: <sighs> That's true. Aside from the metal,
3: <laughs> Tinkaton is just so great. Like, it's a tiny little pink thing with a giant hammer. <laughs> And all of its Pokédex entries are like, it, it kills these birds. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's strong scrimblow energy in that for fucking sure. It is very anti-government surveillance. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Clarity.
1: Yeah. Zed.
3: His game is bad, but he's like probably my favorite Disgaea protagonist design. And this isn't fucking fair to ne- Ark. Yeah. No. Like, <laughs> this is bullshit.
4: This is fucking bullshit. Yeah. It's messed up that she just came out this year.
2: Yeah. It's like if we fucking gave a Nathan Drake award for being Nathan Drake, then the fucking Uncharted shipped. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> no, I guess Nathan Drake takes it. Ah, that's Chris's five votes. Uh, Bob. Okay. Just throw it
4: on Neckle immediately. Okay, yeah, that's. This yeah. thing is a terrorist and summons stuff from fate, Stay Night because it doesn't think that Melty is good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Tinkaton. Mm. Santa, Senna. Hmm. Cheshire. And I gotta give it to Alpha, Lin, Al- Alpha Linen. The, the Kirby <laughs> thing. That little <laughs> creepy thing that. Oof.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's uh, Bob's five votes. Um. I'll go next. Uh, Nekoark, that's fucking stupid. Like, of <laughs> course, it has everything you would want. Incredibly short stature, uh, violent nature, weird sounds going, but like, it's everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the whole package deal of being a scrimmolo. It's even like intentionally drawn worse. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen its dance? It's got a new dance for this game. That dance is fucking incredible. Uh this yeah, it's it's fucking unfortunate that these other nominees have to deal with that. Uh um I'm gonna say Tinkaton. Uh Tinkaton is nominated for a lot of the same reasons Necko is. Uh very short, very violent, pink as hell. Uh hates birds. <laughs> <laughs> uh Tick-a-tun's great. I'm also gonna give it a scream tail, which is the uh a Paradox jigglypuff. It has fangs. It does. It's uh Violent as well. Shout out to uh, Screamtail. Uh, absolutely voting for that. Clarity is uh, animated at a lower frame rate and some sort of tiny, nearly emotionless god. Its face is a colon lesser than sign until you say something that concerns it. And it stops doing Or It's, it's colon greater than sign until you say something that concerns it. And then it goes colon vertical line. It is just flat of like, oh, is that what you think? You do a battle where there are a number of clarities walking around at their like five frame per second madness. It's really good. (sighs) I have one more vote. Fuck you. I'm giving it to point B. I don't need to explain myself.
1: (laughs) Aggro. Uh, Dan, if you'll look inside your wallet, you will see that I've already submitted my vote for Neko arc. Oh, Oh, that's, yeah. Hmm. That's very strange. Mind freak. Uh, um, tinkaton, Screamtail. Yes. Correct. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And the other Kirby I got from Wish.com, Point B. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's
2: really fucked up that Point B is just, we stole Bub from Bubble Bobble, but. We made a difference so the teacher wouldn't know we copied off your homework.
1: As terrifying of a new revelation as Clarity is, I think I'm going to stick with Elphalin.
2: I get it. Well, with those votes in, I'm going to go tally real quick. <laughs> and then we're going to have to discuss which one's a bigger scribbler, Nekoark or dun. And I don't
1: even want to do that. Are they still making Death Battle? Yeah, the last one
3: was a hydrogen bomb versus coughing baby.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: okay, the votes have been tallied. I'm going to go ahead and talk about the people getting exiled first. Zero votes for the angels, Harmony, Manana and Mimi. Uh, this was a worthy sacrifice, uh, because Manana uh, was wished away to the cornfield, and no all no ponds are a crime <laughs> against God. I hate them all. They're so Riku has ruined everything. He's just soiled the fucking pot for me hate that guy <laughs> he's got an early good wig i believe it no i hate him and his <laughs> wig <laughs> it's disrespectful to wear a wig that audacious unless you're training under navigation uh we have many tied at a single vote i'll read them now because we have a four-way tie for two votes each so these, i don't think these hold a chance but i'm gonna read these cheshire from bane three Zed from Disgaea 6, Sage from Sonic Frontiers, and Senna from Xenoblade 3. Now, would either Bob or Chris, the only people who voted for these four, like to pull these up, any of these, specifically that they think can hold their own against the things above them?
4: Mm, It's a really stiff competition. Like, I think that both Cheshire and Senna have their own really strong scrimblow energy to them. But maybe Senna's too pure. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, S- Sinet doesn't have enough mascot energy in my opinion. Yeah. Like she's a normally proportioned person. That that's a major disadvantage in this category. That's true. Ev- is-
2: everyone above her in the in the runnings up there is like at, at-, at most half her height. Yeah,
4: no, she's very short by human standards, but not by Scrimblow standards. Uh, so
2: I in no world do I think Senna's gonna bite my foot like like a fucking wild animal? I think the only thing that gives her a, a buff that might take her up. Uh-huh.
4: Is the thought of what's happening before the start of Xenoblade 3. Is she staying yippee as she pounds people's heads in? I think she is.
2: Nah, <laughs> that's true. But 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 we don't get, don't get to we see beard. it. We, we have Tinkaton up there, so I feel like we've got that really covered. <laughs> I know. Tinkaton being her spirit animal is
4: messed up. <laughs>
3: yeah, it's, it's There's it's a terrible. difference between being a gremlin and being a scrim because otherwise Iona would have to also be in this category. Mm, oh, no, it's true. Yes. There's a balance, and Tinkaton, I think,
2: walks that balance, whereas I you know... Can't walk that balance because let loose at the parks just starts hitting pigeons with a hammer and gets arrested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a stiff competition up there. I don't.
4: Yeah, and I, as much as I like Cheshire, it's just they're too they're too powerful of creatures right now.
2: Right, and in a lesser year, I also would have voted for Cheshire, even though Cheshire is really really big.
4: Well, he can go really small. Like he, that's mm. the best thing about him. He can be any size he wants.
2: My God. <laughs> They can ride all the rides at the theme park. Okay, so we have a four-way tie. going to cast away these one-voters. We have a four-way tie with two votes on all of them between Clarity, Elphelin, Point B, and Screamtail. If we do two votes each, it will go the same, I am really sure. <laughs> but, you know, not necessarily. It, it, it might not. It might not. Yeah, it might not. Let me clear it out. Move some things around. Two votes each between Clarity, Elphalin, Pointy, and Screamtail. Let's start with Bob.
4: Elphalin and Screamtail.
2: Aggro. Elphalin and Clarity. Chris. Clarity and Pointy. Clarity and Pointy. So much betrayal of Screamtail at the last second. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. sorry.
1: (laughs) I love you, Screamtail, but. You're, this is the big leagues. Yeah, it's a <laughs> stiff competition up here. I also love Screamtail. I'm pretty sure I'm the one who wrote in
2: Screamtail. Then I saw Ted Katana go, ah oh, fuck, really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, as that voting went, Clarity's in third, which is what I wanted. So <laughs> clearly it's the correct way. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bob. Uh, but we need to figure out who is the runner up. Currently, there's a two way tie between uh, Elfelin and Point P, but I'm going to say let's delete all these votes. We get one vote each between Elfelin, Point P, and Screamtail for who's runner up. I'll go first. I'm, I'm voting for Screamtail. Aggro. Elfelin, Bob.
3: Elfelin,
1: Chris. Point P. <laughs> he won't kill you, but he doesn't have to save you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I can live with this. But it would have been nice if Point B got runner-up.
4: I can't vote for Point B because every time I looked at his sprite, I couldn't figure it out. Okay. <laughs> and thats I feel like that's not not good enough. I'm
2: sorry. I understand. I'll live with this. Elfling getting runner-up. I understand.
1: Kirby Games are really good at making blows
2: Oh, yeah. 100%. That's like. A huge part of their
1: job. Yes, <laughs> it, it's why I didn't trust Elfelin the moment he showed up. I'm like, you, you were uh, designed by committee to be this. What is your deal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. So I, I, we have third place
2: and runner up locked in. I feel no one's gonna try to talk down first or second.
1: No, right
2: now the problem is we need to decide which one's first and which one's second between Necoar and Tinkaton. Gentlemen, you get one vote each.
1: <sighs> this is this is a clear marker of your particular philosophical bent <laughs> on what is more scrimblo. To to be a scrimblow naturally or to choose that life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start with Chris. I I can't not
4: vote for Neko Ark. Bob. Yeah, Neko Ark. I'm sorry. Tinkaton is strong. But she, she, it can't counter the
3: ultimate creature. You, you can't stop the Alpha and the Omega.
1: Aggro. Uh, I say this under no duress and un, <laughs> under full freedom of faculties. I'm voting for Neko. <laughs> Man,
2: this is one-sided. Yes. In fact, Jupiter, the planet's fucking huge. <laughs> Did you know it's bigger than Earth by a lot? <laughs> Neccoark is in fact Scrimblow of the year. This was bullshit. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen how this panned out any other year. I guess Ting Ton would have this fucking Pokemon in Ark screwing up these categories.
4: Yeah, next year's just gonna be completely different. There's no Pokemon, there's no new Melty Blood.
2: I mean, e- even if they add some Melty Blood characters, just, hello, I'm Nekoark. Yeah, we saw you last year. Oh, man, but they might add Oh, fuck. Come on. Oh, Nero,
4: no. Nekoark.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well. <laughs> Scrimblow of the year goes to Nekoark from Melty Blood type Lumina, followed up by Tinkaton in second from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Clarity from Spark the Electric Jester three in third, and Elphilin. As runner-up, honorable mentions too. Point B and Screamtail. Oh man, that is another massive contentious category out of the way. Let's see. Oh, um, last category for this part. Uh, point B. The nominee is a uh, Point B.